she truly, <laughs> she truly shocked me in mm-hmm. her writing ability and stuff like that. But you know what? I'm going to give me and Chink some kudos, too, because I think when she got around us, I put it through the mill a little bit. Before she got to writing songs, I was playing a classic records, explaining to her what, why I feel these records is classics. Chink mm-hmm. was talking to explaining why records come out the way they come what, out. What records did you like when you playing them? I do not want to divulge because then everyone is going to I'll give you one artist, Prince. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I played a lot of Prince for her and would break down why the, a record was was the record, why mm-hmm. it's a hit record. Mm-hmm. Because when you figure out, that's like something I did with myself. Mm-hmm. A young DJ Irv used to lock himself in a room and listen to classic records because I felt if I could figure out mm-hmm. why these records is classics and pinpoint the reasons, then maybe I can make some classics or whatever. So the beauty the beauty of music, I'm dropping jewels now. Right. See, I am Sometimes people got to pay for this type of shit. Sometimes yeah. people got to pay for this type of shit. The beauty of music is just that. Me and Chink will never lack inspiration or anything because we will always, you could draw from other music mm-hmm. to inspire you to make you make dope shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we never really have a law. We, we just be waiting for artists that inspire us. And Ricky, to her credit, mm-hmm. record after record, it was coming out crazy. Yo, it's even she, she rapped on one. Like I had an inspiration, you know, Brandy, I wanna be down. Yeah. She had the remix with all the rappers. Okay. So yeah. I was like, let's try and do something like that where Ricky just do the hook, sing the hook. You know what I'm saying? And I'll get some new rappers and it'll be like a female. She killed the first verse. Rapping. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a crazy moment for me because I'm this is my goddaughter. Been around her whole life, and here she Spitting like a motherfucker. <laughs> so, so it it kind of made me feel like, damn, she probably was really, really, really watching us. Yeah. Really, really in a room, maybe in the mirror, spitting or whatever. I mean, like re- that. realistically, I who better? Hip hop influence, like the way I know Rich is through mm-hmm. his brother, my uncle, my uncle Chris, and he brought me around like vibes like this mm-hmm. since I was like sixteen. Okay. So I think it gave me a little oomph as far as like kind of being an R&B artist, but making sure I can make it hip-hop influence too. All right. So where do you draw your inspiration from um, when you're writing? Um, when I'm writing, I pull a lot of inspiration from like love relationships, friendships, and as far as like the vibes of the genre, murdering has always been a huge inspiration to me. Vanessa Carlton. Alicia Keys, Bruno Mars is my all-time favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Bruno, Bruno's Bruno, dope. I think is yeah. hands down my number one favorite artist. That 24K Magic album is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, all of them are. But yeah, that's where I would say I put my So it was kind of crazy because I played her a wide variety of artists. Like again, I didn't play a like just murder rings. I I was playing a Prince. Mm-hmm. And I'm also I brought greats. I was brought up in musical theater. That's where I got a lot of my like performance um, tasting, and like that's where I learned how to write was in all my theater classes. I learned how to be a playwright, so how to write musicals and things like that. So that also contributed to my songwriting. 
that contributed to you being on Tales as well? Um, Kinda. I've been. That's how I got into acting was doing musical theater plays, things like that. And so when the family would come to support and see the show, I think correct me if I'm wrong, Irv thought I could be an actress, and everyone told him, yeah. yo, Ricky's an actress, my Uncle Chris, my other manager, Rennie, Rennie, Irv, and Chris all managed me together. Rennie's your brothers, is a family affair. Yeah. yeah. My nephew. Facts. So, putting that nigga on, too. <laughs> Got to. Facts. Got to. My guy. Yo, but can I interject this, since you said the acting thing? I personally, right, mm-hmm. I wanted her to maybe go to acting and then music. Instead of music, then acting, mm-hmm. right? Because I think acting is kind of easier. That's why she was in Tales. I said, Joe, we're going to put you in Tales. I'm shooting movies now, so I knew I could do things to exploit her with the acting. And I was just like, acting is easier to break through to me than music, especially when I'm making TV and musicals. And all of that. You know what I'm saying? Did, did, you, did, you, did you think? Tales would be as successful as it is when you originally were you know, first I doing really it. Did. I really <laughs> now, I, in all honesty, yeah. it was one of those ideas, right? It was one of those ideas that I knew would be one of those ideas that mm-hmm. people would be like, "Why didn't I think of that?" It's yeah. like so easy, right? right. We're gonna take uh, 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 music and turn the musical songs into an hour movie or right, two right. hour movie. Yeah. I got so much from my peers like, yo, I don't know why that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, fuck y'all niggas. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think the best times when he first thought of it, we'd all be like chilling in the kitchen with my Nini and Poppy and all the family. And he would tell his ideas of the song to like the TV show. And then actually watching it come to life was one of the dopest things ever. David, my family been hearing shit before it popped. <laughs> yeah. For years, yeah. Right? So at this point, they're like, go, just go do We're it. Like, do, it, do, it. Do, it. do it. Do it. No, fuck that. They think it's done already. Like, what's I say? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My latest idea, which I would like to share with y'all, and this is like a, a first Afternoon Trap exclusive. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. This is an exclusive that you're getting rich black, my guy. But, you know, I have, a, I have an entertainment company called Visionary Ideas. Okay, okay. Visionary Ideas is the company that has brought forth tales. It's the hub. Mm-hmm. Visionary Ideas, Murder Rank is a subsidiary of Visionary Ideas. Right. Visionary Ideas is in the midst of getting funded by billionaire guys. I can't even name him because he doesn't care. He's my man. He's been my man for close to 20 years. This guy named Mark Lazary. If any of y'all know basketball, he's the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm. But he's a billionaire, mm. been a billionaire, and he's my man. And he came up with the idea when she seen, I'm a unique guy. I'm trying to do something that none of my peers have ever done. And that's really, I do music. I have murder rank. Then I got tales. Mm. Then I'm going to do movies. And mm-hmm. not only do I do TV, but I'm the EP, I'm the creator, I'm the production company, and I direct them. I also write the stories. So I'm like I'm like Steven Spielberg, David, and Jeffrey Katzenberg, and David Geffen wrapped up in the one. So my billionaire friend, he recognized that, and he offered me funding. Like, I didn't even go to him or whatever. I'm just at his crib chilling. I know his whole family. And he was like, he asked me the dumbest question in the world. He said, you want a hundred million? I'm a, actually, I'm gonna raise you a hundred million dollars. 
I looked at him and I said, he said, you think you, you could use that? Yes, every time. I use my dick. But after that, he kind of schooled me into how I could become a billionaire through mm. these forms of entertainment. He put me on and let me know that the entertainment biz sells at a 10 to, 10 to 20 times multiple. I'm talking business now. For anyone that did, I'm gonna break it down. I, I would love to hear this. I'm gonna break it down for you. So <laughs> yeah, if your man, company's quiet. worth, quiet as fuck. say your company's worth two hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. then that means they can sell it at a ten to twenty times multiple, which means two to four billion. So basically, he's like, "Yo, if I give you this money, you think you can make the company worth a couple hundred million dollars Hell so we yeah. can sell it?" And I actually, I was like, "Yes." Uh, I have a big movie coming out. It's, well, we're, in, we're making it now. Mm-hmm. We're in the midst of making it. Yeah. And it's called the Supreme Team. Any of y'all know that's about yeah, my yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Queens. Yeah. Like, yeah. Rich, Rich yeah. Black knows about Supreme Team. Yeah, right? yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it was a yeah. big thing. He's in jail now. If any of y'all know my story, like really know my story, that's why I was facing like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Had to change names to the ink. Yeah, but I hated shit. that. It's still <laughs> murder yeah. ink mm-hmm. now. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, it's just like an amazing thing because I got Todd Phillips and Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a company called Joint Effort. I have amazing friends. Todd Phillips is like another guy I've known for close to 20 years and just wants the best for me. And when he heard about me wanting to do this movie, he, he wanted to do it. Uh, the writer of the film is this guy Chris Brancato mm-hmm. y'all know Chris Brancato from these two little TV series called Narcos yeah. he made and created yeah. Narcos I've only watched and, every episode and, of and that and the, the one that's out now that's amazing <laughs> is coming out with a season 2 is Godfather Home I've been waiting on that for like too many years yeah too many years well COVID has okay 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 gotcha but it's they're making it now and it should be coming in a couple months but he's the brain trust behind those two amazing TV series and when I tell y'all how he wrote the Supreme Team. We already have the first draft. Me and Todd Phillips and, and my man BJ gave him some notes, so he's getting a second draft. But so, I posted. I had posted it because I was so excited, mm-hmm. and it's it's ridiculous. I'm telling you, people from Queens, Rich, your heads. People from Queens' heads is gonna explode. <laughs> so you think uh, is is like Bimmy and them gonna be in there too? Or? Yeah, you know, but you know. People was tight with me. Oh, if you ain't Supreme Team, you wasn't with the Supreme Team. Why are you tell? But Prem is my man. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> the team like man present day. Right. I talked to him. Yeah. If you listen, look at my Instagram. Prem had when everyone was talking that bullshit. Prem had said, "Yo, the only one that got the rights to my story is Herb. And people was like, "But you was you?" I said, "I ain't gonna tell a story. You know who's gonna tell a story? Prem." Who better to tell <laughs> the Supreme <laughs> Team story than the Supreme? Prince. Listen, I talked to Prince too. Mm. You know, his nephew. Yeah, 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 I talked yeah, to Prince too. That's yeah. why I was like, I would never do anything if I didn't have those guys aboard. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. But you know, that's the movie that I feel like Todd Phillips' last movie, guys, was The Joker. Mm-hmm. Mm. He did a billion five. Mm. Right? Thanks. I'm gonna do some fucking numbers, Supreme <laughs> <laughs> Team shit, right? Sure. But like, that's the whole reason of, of having funding. 
because mm-hmm. I'm gonna pay for half the movie. Mm-hmm. So if the movie's a hundred million dollars, I'm gonna pay fifty. So I own fifty percent of these movies, right? right. Yeah. So now, when the Supreme Team grows five hundred million, guess who just profited like two fifty? Whole quarter. Now, if I profit two fifty, what's my company worth? Uh, three, four times that. Ten, ten, Billy. ten, ten, twenty. <laughs> right, and then I'll be like, then I'll be like, sell, sell, sell. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's crazy that me and my team, me, Chink, BJ, Darcel, you know. Artists, Ricky, my nieces, nephews, Jackson, my assistant. We, it's a different focus here. Mm-hmm. You know, once you get schooled by billionaires and he's schooling me and basically he said, yo, I'm going to hold your hand and into the billionaires boys club, right? He right. says, they don't, we don't let everybody in. For billion, all billionaires have assholes. They're assholes too. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. That's right. why Trump was such an asshole because yeah, yeah. he come from money a billionaire. Mm-hmm. All billionaires is assholes. Some is good assholes and some is like stupid assholes. Mark is a good asshole. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. he's definitely an asshole. Because <laughs> he's like, you know, I'm going to walk your hand. I'm going to show you how to think. But, you know, once he's done that, and I got this guy, R.A. Burkoff, brilliant guy. Leo is riding with me too. Leo Cohen is helping me. But once you have these conversations, it's like, your life is forever changed because you, you just have a different focus and a different agenda. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be around no trouble. No BS. No, no gossip. No, yeah, yeah. Other if I see trouble this way, if I even feel <laughs> yeah. it, I'm gone. Right? Yeah. Right? So I, I give you a story of just a new mindset of Irv Gotti. I was going on my man's birthday. He's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And he wanted me to come his birthday. I'm in L.A. I ain't with nobody, though. <laughs> So I grab my bang, I put it in my motherfucking mm-hmm. thing, and I'm off to the party. Right. I get to the door, I open the door, and like God just stop me. Because this guy who I know, he's friends with everybody. Yeah. So I don't know who the fuck going to be at this party. Right. And just to give you a little insight of me, I ain't really a nigga like that. That you gonna come and run? If I got a gun, I'm probably gonna pull, pull out and be like, "Fuck y'all yeah. niggas!" And yeah, yeah, bang, yeah. bang, 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 yeah, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Just to let you know exactly who I am, right? Mm-hmm. But if I was to have to do that, my life is over, and right? You, and you lost more oh, than my, they did. My man Marx is there. He gonna be like uh, 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 my man in, in Belly. When he was talking to Jimmy, he said, you're kind of up right now. You know, my man who passed away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like, yo, you're kind of up right now. They ain't fucking with me. So I didn't go. I didn't go to the party. He was like, God, everyone's here. Why don't you go? I said, nigga, I'll take you out to dinner, nigga. I'll tell you why. But you know what I'm saying? I was just like, it's not worth it. That's where my mind is. 20 years ago, I'm going with the thing, and I wish a nigga would say something right now. Yeah. <laughs> ice, ice, pick, ice pick in the back pocket. Yeah, I wish a nigga would. Banger now, shirt. I'm not even going to the party, nigga. It's all good. I'll cook me some dinner and be good and safe. That's, 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 a, that's an amazing, so beautiful So speaking of Belly, though, classic movie. Did Super you, classic. Before it's time. anything... What is your what is your relationship with that movie? Like, you had anything to do with that movie, or, or? Hype Williams is my brother. Facts. You know, and what I had to do with it is that one, I did the music and the soundtrack, mm-hmm. and two, I gave him DMX. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I guess I had a lot to do with that. How, <laughs> how, how, how did that go about? How did that go about? I, I DMX? Mm. He casted DMX before DMX was DMX. Mm. So I made him bet on him because I said, yo, this nigga's going to blow. You got to use him. And I knew we was all close. Hype and me, this other guy named Romeo. The inspiration of the movie was this guy named Al Monday. He was okay. a real nigga that that was about. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. I know and that. I was just like, yo, X could play. Yo, he could play Al. And, I'm t- and I told him, I said, just how X talks. I said, X is someone who brings words to life. Yeah, yeah, like a regular nigga would go. That's my man. That's my man. Right, X, right. That's my man. That's <laughs> yeah. my, roll up. I'm trying to get high. You know what I'm saying? Regular <laughs> nigga would roll up. I'm trying to get high. It's not the same. He he brings words to life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was pressing on him, and I convinced Hype to give it to him. And just so happens, by the time Belly came out, X was on his way of being the biggest star in the world. Thanks. Um, yeah, everything was quaking. That's why uh, Hype did all his videos. He was vested into helping him make it, become a star. He did Get At Me Dog, what types of games was being played. He did all of those videos yeah. to put the look on him and to help him blow. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I was, I was a part of that. I was there every day. I think I always say when I talk about Belly, because Belly opened up to like 600 theaters. Mm. When movies open up to like 3,000. Right, yeah, right, right, right. So Belly was before his time because now, if Belly was to come out now, the the, the, the Hollywood world is more accepting, accepting of <clears throat> black cinema and uh-huh. cinema like that. Yeah. So he would have got 2,000 screens and then he would have grossed 20, 30 million the first weekend and it would have been a hit. When he grossed like six million or some shit like that. So it's safe to say that it had like the Willy Wonka effect. You know, when the original Willy Wonka came out, it kind of like it didn't flop, but it didn't do as good. But as time went on and VHS started to be a big thing, it blew up, up, and now it's like a classic. That's the ding, ding, ding. That's exactly what the fuck it had. It was the Willy, the Willy Wonka effect. The Willy Wonka effect, because as you see how people talk about it. Yeah. It's classic, but it didn't do classic numbers, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? It didn't do classic. So, numbers. so you got the Supreme Team movie on the way. Um, so we, you know, the new series that's out is a hip hop, uh, hip hop uncovered, mm-hmm. and it talks about the background people and things that's going on with that, and people who are in the background and having those people support the artists and things like that, right. and um, you and Murder and y'all had you know Supreme behind you guys. Um, do you feel like that's important and it is still important today to have the right cosign and the right backing, whether it be from the streets or even in your new I mean, thing now where you got the billionaire backing you, things like that? Let me explain the myth of Supreme. Right? Okay. Everyone thinks I sought after Supreme for street cred and backing. Yeah. No. I met Supreme on the set of Cash Money Click video, Get the Fortune. He mm-hmm. asked me if I could make a movie. I mm-hmm. said no. I don't. I'm shooting this video. I don't know if I can make a movie. We exchanged numbers. Mm-hmm. We became best friends. Right. Mm-hmm. It isn't no extortion. It <coughs> isn't no. I'm looking for street cred. It, it was none of that. It right. was. It was. If you have a best friend and you tell me the story of how you became best friends with your best friend, yeah. it'll probably be very similar to that. Now, that said, if somebody was fucking with me, oh, Prem is going to get you. 
But just like him, if someone says something about Prem to me, I'm at you. Because that's my man. Yeah. I'm, I'm at you if someone says something about Ricky. I'm like, yeah, fuck her, fuck you. It's the same <coughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't about no extortion. and None of that shit. It was a very big misconception. Me and Prem is still best friends to today. So what is everyone saying? What are they saying now? He's in jail for double life. He's still my best friend. We still talk. He amazes me, the fact that he's doing double life, and he'll be talking to me in the best of spirits. He just wants me to kill him. He's like, yo, get him, God. Get him. Get him. Get him. Get him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. One of the main reasons I wanted to make the Supreme Team because I'm immortalizing my man. I told him, you King Leonidas, nigga. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Because yeah. after the movie's made, he's immortal. Thanks. You're going to know him forever. So that's, that's all. You know what I'm saying? I think it was a very big misconception or whatever. I think the other side was perpetuating, like, lies and, and bullshit. So you think that hindered you in a way, just all the, the stuff that came with being a friend of his? Um, Definitely. I wouldn't have went through what I went through with the United States government and affairs. They wouldn't have came after me if I wasn't his man. Facts. Now, how, how did that affect you as his niece when he was going through uh, the things that he was going through with the company and all of that? Even though you're younger, of course, but, you know, still things like that still have its effects on, you know, yeah, no, everybody under I mean, the umbrella. I come from a very close-knit family. It's like an unconditional love that's inexplainable. So I would say when we were in school, I went to school with his um, firstborn son, Sonny. And if I ever seen anybody, like, picking on him or just talking shit about my family, I would, you know, you would get into little fights here and there. But other than that, our loyalty runs hard. Now, we back again. That's about to take over in our life. Yeah, Nene listening now and yeah, shit. <laughs> what up, Nene? Look at it, 333. Three, three. That's good luck. That's good yeah, luck. That's what up, Nene? Yeah. I think your mom, Angie, she listening Yeah, they're too. both. Hi, mom. <laughs> What's going Hi, on, Nene. family? Family, we got y'all family here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got y'all family here. We in good hands. Which black is but family the too, man? That was like, no matter what they were saying about Irvin Chris in the public eye, like, the togetherness that we maintained as a family was just, like, the dopest thing in the world. Now, I'm still learning because, like, now we're doing Ricky and being around and doing the music and, and, and hearing her talk from her perspective of thing, like, they was, they've been waiting to ride. Yeah. <laughs> that's facts. That's facts. That's <laughs> mandatory. That's, that's, that's a mandatory thing, though. They've been waiting to ride out. Like, honestly, like guys, when you see it go like this, fan. don't think I'm Ricky. Throw it up! <laughs> like, she, just, she just throwing it. Because it's in her brain. That's to my like game this. now. What? Right. Yeah. She got the remix with her Uncle Rule, too. The remix to Heartbreak. I can't let you okay. hear that. Wait, wait, now, speaking on Rule. It's amazing. Look, speaking on Rule. Everyone stay focused on Heartbreaker. That's a hit record. Nah, but in a minute. Yeah. Facts. Oh, the Rule. I know he about to smash. Now, we had a debate. Like, like last week. Hold on, guys. It's Nene. It's Nene? <laughs> Nene, I'm on the radio. I think I thought you was listening. <laughs> Nene, you can't. You can't. I'm. <laughs> yeah, you can't. I, Nene, we're live on the radio. What are you doing? I thought maybe you might want to ask me something. Nene, 
you want to do a phoner? Right. <laughs> we, hey, this the first, this the exclusive here on Highly Unique Radio on the afternoon trap. We got Nene on the phone. Nene's on the phone. Look, she hung up. Right. One of one. I see that. That's crazy. That's, <laughs> I bet that's a good spirit to be around. We, we are the Lorenzos. Is we are a super duper. Like we're a dope family. Yeah. We all love each other. We all care about each other, and. This is a product of it. So my family, you know, I've been getting pressure. <laughs> you know, you Irv Gotti, you know. Nene will be like, you know. Make her a star. Yeah, you're helping everyone else. Help Ricky. Right? Oh, like, Nene, not, Nene, <laughs> Nene's my OG manager. <laughs> Yo, do you, and the Nene pressure, you so like. So she, she the muscle then for you. Oh, Nene, Nene what? Nene's been she my manager muscle. since I was like seven. What? And she's like. And she doesn't you say doing no this for this answer. one or doing this. Do it for Ricky. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you, I always want to make Nene smile. So right. that's why I said with Ricky, it, this was always going to happen. But I wanted her to to develop more. I knew when she first came to me, she, you ain't ready. Yeah. I can say being a part of the entertainment business now and, like, mentally maturing since being 17, yeah, you have to, like, learn things before you enter it. To the capacity he's showing to me. You know, it's right. funny. It's funny, right? Because I would tell her, they they see me with the cars, the big houses, and everything like that. So they just think I'm. They just think I want to come around this way, y'all. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, they always think, you know, my life is great. So I had told Ricky, I said, Joe, you just see the wins. You don't see the thousand no's. Everything that it take yeah. to get to them, she them wins. Though, that now that she's around me. She's seen it a bit yesterday. You know what I'm saying? And she's trying to cheer me up. Everything is still great. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I got to figure this shit out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so now she get, she got to see it firsthand. I didn't, I don't just get what I want. Right. I got to work for it. I got to think. So it's actually good for her and Rennie to see. You know, Rennie, you know, he's ambitious. So he's for, he's like the young dude that think he know everything. But <laughs> don't know <laughs> shit. Right? So, hey, don't let him talk about you like he that. He might be great right? because Irv, Chris, and Rennie are all cancers. Yeah, but he's like. So is my know, dad. Was, so now I'm like, okay, we got DJs playing the record. Shit is moving. I'm like, you said you a beast, right? Mm-hmm. Show me. Show me. I'm from Missouri, the show me state. Nigga. <laughs> show me. Like, I don't hear you. I don't hear this no more. Make a, make a, let it blow up. Do you go. Go. You know what I'm saying? So how yeah, much pressure yeah. is that on you as an artist, knowing that you oh, I super love it. hard on Because the thing is that I like to think, I've not, it's true. I've never made music the way I've been making it with Irvin Ching. And it's not to say I couldn't before. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like being in high school, right? You're in a regular English class, and then you got, like, the AP English classes. You have the professors that challenge you more. Right. They give you better books These to read. Oh. <laughs> hey, they might as well be, because they taught me a hell of a lot of things. Yeah. But, like, they're giving me beats that I've never had access to. They're giving me advice that's never been given Direction. to me. So, so, so does like... As a writer, does the content elevate because of the the 
fucking category and a beat. The like, pressure definitely makes the, the content elevate because you want to impress this guy and this guy. Their poker faces are ill, and like they've worked with some. The they worked with the best of the best. Yeah. He's yeah. worked with Jay Z. Mary like, J. Blige. Mm. You feel me? All of them. Nigga, you had Ja Rule. We just had a damn debate. We had a debate and we said that ain't too many people that want to see Ja in the, in the verses. In the verses. Oh, that's, that's, that's But I forget who I forget who it was. I forget who it was. You can say what you want. You can crack your little sideways jokes. Oh, 50 did this or 50 did now, Let's I don't know who it was. I'm going to be real. 50 don't want to see John yeah, no person's battle. Like, hey, we, we actually sat down and did like, so he ain't got a dub. So he, All you need is 20 for the verses. That's, we ain't, he ain't got a dub. We went down all the list. Right. And they all going to be, when they play on, it's going to bring people back to a place. They're going to be like, oh, man, it's my job. I do that yeah. shit like every week. Yeah. So yeah. right, back, so back. so what you which which uh, Ricky, what you having, what you having to be one of the new artists mm-hmm. on the new Murder Inc. Mm-hmm. How much pressure is that? How much pressure is that? Because like you and JT I mean, had them talk, so how much pressure is that? I mean, I, absolutely, it's it's a lot. Of, it, I wouldn't say it's a. It doesn't intimidate me, but mm-hmm. it's definitely pressure. Mm-hmm. I've been dreaming about this for years, like, mm-hmm. and it's here. So it gives me more of a drive and motivation to just go really hard. And he's my uncle, so it's like I've been privy to conversations since childhood. And it's kind of like living up to their, like, just living in their shoes, following their footsteps. So you knew from the get-go they were going to compare you to Ashanti, just because. Of course, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I've listened to Ashanti since I was a kid. And that's not a bad but, thing. That's not a bad but, thing. But, no, but here's the thing what I say with that. But I'm a lot. I would say it's not. There's there's similarities and yeah. stuff, but I would say not it's not once a I start no, no, dropping no, 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 music, but I'm my own the same guys who made Ashanti mm-hmm. is making, making her music. music. Yeah. So Facts. you're going to see because. I'm not going to divulge my secrets because Ching says stop telling everybody. Yeah, Glyph, stop telling your secrets. See, this is a man uh, who got it on lot four Knox right here. <laughs> He's yeah, an open book. He won't tell the secret sauce. I'm a secret giver, right? Because I just don't be giving a fuck. But he says stop. But the, what I'm saying to say is. Don't stop here, though. No, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't stop here. Look, 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 look. Irv is the one. Irv is the one who's going to tell you how to make the burger. But then he going to turn to Chinks and say. But it ain't gonna be like ours though. <laughs> they got the sauce, but the sauce not gonna have that love in it like ours. Yeah. But you gave him the sauce you though. Gave him the sauce. And he's right in a way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because there is a definite way, especially with R and B, how I do what I do. Mm-hmm. And make no mistake, mm-hmm. I'm the quarterback, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I'm gonna tell y'all something with like pressure and beats and. And just the whole thing, like, oh my god, the sessions were, oh my gosh, it was intimidating as fuck. Listen, me and we gonna gonna think, we gonna think of the template of a track on what we want to do. This nigga don't smile, and then this nigga has a mouth that'll scare the shit out of you. Right, because I'm like, so what's really good? Now, how many times have he made you walk out the room? Not once. Nah, not once. No. Not yet. <laughs> I was about to say, it's coming. It might it's coming. It nope. might come. But here's the I, I thing. We don't fold on say, yeah. Not just with Ricky. I want y'all to understand the reason why I feel, this is my opinion, mm-hmm. but the reason mm-hmm. why I feel artists make great music with me right. is because she is trying to impress me. Yeah, yeah. I want to get she that. She does that not. Dope. So she takes 
people have take themselves out of their thoughts and feelings, mm-hmm. and it's just pleasing me. And to get the reaction from me and Chink, Chink, if you got a hit record, Chink's going to start laughing. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what the fuck he laughing about. Why didn't he tell you the secret again? <laughs> <laughs> secret again. That's the secret of making music. That's yeah. the secret of knowing when you got a hit. He going to be in the corner. <laughs> he going to look crazy. Bad like, me? Listen, me, I'm going to give it up. I'm going to yeah. be like, motherfucker. This shit is, I'm going to completely give it up. It looks the best so a, feeling a, Right, see? World. So an artist. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't think I need anyone else's opinion. They crave that shit. So they not thinking about themselves or think they just thinking about when I come out I need God to be like, motherfucker, that's that shit right there. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Listen, it ain't Ricky. It's everybody. I give you a I give you a story. It's a good story. Mm -hmm. We in Miami. Here we go. Hello, we in Miami. (laughs) Campfire. I made the What's My Name record. Shout out to my man uh selfie co produced. Yeah. Yeah. Queens nigga from Mm -hmm. the hood. Right. One of my favorite extracts. Right. You think this a game? You think this a fucking game? That right there. He was talking to you. You know the story. <laughs> but that's but, but I'm saying that's the same thing. Cause when the, the studio, 20 niggas, all yes men. X get out the booth after he spits his verses. He's looking directly at me. Every nigga's high five Yo, this the shit. I'm in there like this. The only nigga and the nigga Darren from Rough Riders, he knows this too. Mm-hmm. And he's just watching. Like, it was such a crazy thing because everyone's going crazy yeah. for the record. Yeah. And I'm in there like this with my head down. <laughs> this nigga's looking like, Gotti, what's up? <laughs> he needs that approval. Mm-hmm. He needs... Me and Darren was the ones he most... Like, yeah. through in the studio, he's looking... Yo, he needs that approval. I told the nigga, I'm not feeling it. That's <laughs> <laughs> all you say. <laughs> no, nah, he said, well, X is very... That's offensive. Yeah, you know, for, for you to comment on this thing. First of all, he has to love you for you even to comment. Yeah, like if you was a stranger who's in there, he'd have been like, "Suck my dick." It was suck my dick. <laughs> Immediately, what? You don't feel it? Cause you're a fake nigga. Suck my dick. Oh, well. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna immediately, it's gonna immediately go there. But with me, it's love. You understand? Yeah. I'm like, I ain't feeling it. And then he's, he's smoking his morning. He said, "What you talking about? What you mean? The lyrics? You ain't feeling the lyrics?" I said, "Nah, the lyrics is right." Your performance. That nigga looked at me. Turn the mic on. When did he You think it's a fucking game? <laughs> yo, Darren? Yo, but Darren? Got him. You got him. D from Rough Riders said you got him. And there's the performance. What's my name? It came out. And I'm saying he came out the booth. I love it. So he said, you know say, wait, so, so that original version didn't have Jay-Z. that hype to it? Jay-Z. Tell me the J story. Yeah, yeah well, we, don't, that, J we don't know the J story. I can't tell y'all the full J because Jay will be like, call me. He'll be, <laughs> someone will be like, Gotti was talking about, why you got to tell him, Gotti? But it's the truth, Jay. But, but still, why you got to tell him? Ain't gotta, no one got to know that but us. That's <laughs> But Jay is a nigga. And I give the, the, I'll give a performance story. Hard Not Life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, he, he's going to, he should Just don't. I don't know. But he, he's like, X kicked his ass like the first two shows. You're right, you're right. Now, they started in North Carolina. The backstage. Uh, Hard Not Life. Okay. Okay. First yeah, two yeah. shows. Yeah. Uh-huh. But again, show's over. 
Now, if you've seen X perform Hard Not Life, he took niggas through an emotional roller coaster. Right, right, right. This yeah, thug yeah. ass nigga is all his thug. Get at me, dog. They don't know. Come on, my niggas. So niggas that just niggas is just like this all day, and he ends with a prayer. With a prayer. <laughs> and if it takes me to suffer, my brothers and life. Give me pain till I die. Well, please, God, treat him treat right. right. Mm. Crying with the X in the air. Yeah. 20,000 thug niggas. <laughs> 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 that's, hard. that's a hard one to go up to. Yo, yeah. niggas I wouldn't even want to go after that nigga. Niggas like they just robbed the whole neighborhood in the bathroom just now. It's... <laughs> so... Jay would come to me the first two shows. He wouldn't say nothing. He'd just stand next to me. It's that approval. It's that what do you think, Gotti? Shit. So he's standing next to me. The first show, I said, yo, listen, nigga. You can't come out to uh, imaginary plays. It's too soft. It's too lackadaisical. This nigga's putting niggas through an emotional fucking roller coaster, yo. Niggas is at the concession stand, really, when you fucking are coming out. You got to hit him with, hit him with ain't no nigga. So when they hear that, they're like, ah, I got to go. And they forget that they need a drink or something from X putting them through an emotional roller coaster. Right, right, right. It worked. But what I'm saying is, that's how, that's how Super Ugly came about. Ether's fucking up the world and Jay's coming to my office every day just not saying that. My brother's like, this nigga keep coming to the office. What's he keep coming to the office for? <laughs> I said, you know what he keeps that ether shit is bothering him. So like the second or third that says bothering you, yeah, he said, Hell yeah. So let's get him. Super ugly. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was amazing because I, I made it, right? Mm. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was amazing. I didn't know niggas was going to take Super Ugly and Ethan have a competition on the radio, which one's better. I was like, nah, use TakeOver. That's a freestyle. That's some shit we just did. Right. It's not a record. Right? Yeah, yeah. But but the energy it was so amped, They and he got slaughtered. Everyone was Ether, not Super Ugly. Yeah. They didn't respect the going at the baby mother yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just a disaster. So, so, how did what was you going through your mind when you when you first heard Ether? Yes, when you first heard it. Fuck, that's probably <laughs> fuck. Wow. <laughs> I think I think I had the same reaction but. that everyone <laughs> but Jay Z had. Oh my. God, it was like an atomic bomb. And he mentioned my name. Right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, damn, the nigga mentioned my name. Fuck. <laughs> y'all he didn't say it in a bad way, though. Gotta under- nah, he big me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you niggas is... Like, Queens runs you niggas. Him, him, from- him, yeah. 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 Eminem murdered you on your Yeah. yeah. So, so I was like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? And... It was just a bad time. And then he, he wanted to sign with me. He fake one he fake wanted to sign with me. Which destroyed me and Jay's relationship. Why you why you say fake wanted to sign with you? Like he he just, didn't want to sign. Because if he wanted to sign, he would have yeah, signed. Sign. Yeah. But I think it was a tr- strategic chess move. Cause me and Jay was so tight and 
at that time I had a lot of street energy mm-hmm. with me with Prem and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think like once he joined forces or said he was going to join forces with me, mm-hmm. it very much calmed the sh- situation down with Jay. Yeah. And and you was you used to you worked with uh you worked with Big too, right? Uh no, nah, I didn't work with him, but we was on tour together when I had Mike Geronimo. Okay. I just posted that picture for March 9th. But, you know, Big was a hell of a guy. Mm-hmm. He was a funny, fun-loving. Like, any time I think of Big and my interaction with Big, mm-hmm. it was always, like, dope, you know. It was always a fun guy, cracking jokes. Mm-hmm. When we was in Miami doing an Ain't No Nigga video and he was there, he got mm-hmm. Jay high and it had to be one of the funniest times. <laughs> Jay don't smoke weed. Yeah. Right. So Big had some strong weed, mm-hmm. right? Right. So he had to smoke it and then Jay got high and Jay was like paranoid. He was the weed made him like, <laughs> like Molly and Chris Tucker. And, and, he, and this nigga Big kept fucking with him like, yo, I got you. He kept telling, I got you, I got you. And Jay's looking around. <laughs> and it was it was like, so we, we, we laughed. Mm-hmm. And just chill. We was at some bar uh, thing, and we was outside, like on Collins, for like all night. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it was just good times. Man. Yeah. I wish he. I wish he didn't go to. LA, you know that was you know I was I, that was gonna be my next question. I, I watch a lot of interviews that you've done, where they always ask you a lot of the very same or similar questions, but nobody I don't think ever asked what was your real thought process when this happened and when that happened. You know, what I'm saying what were you well, thinking? Of so when so when you found out he was in LA, finding out. <coughs> I, I put him on the phone with Jay maybe five minutes before he got murdered. Damn. Last words I said to him was me and BJ, like if y'all was in that club. They playing all bad boy. Mm. And you could just see the L.A. niggas with smoke coming out their ears. Mm. Like that whole weekend, I went to the Soul Train Awards. I was yeah. in the building when Big came on the stage. And niggas, I was in the nosebleed seats mm-hmm. with everyone from L.A. Right. And these, the, they was like, fuck you, you fat motherfucker. Die slow, nigga. They was, it was, it was incredible. Yeah. Like as much hate that they had. Yeah. Pac won an award. Everyone think my man BJ a big dude. Mm-hmm. He was tired. Chick came up to him and said, Get at, get up for Tupac. What the fuck you doing sitting down? This is what a chick said to him. <laughs> Yo. My man big though. He was like, What? I'm tired. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, get, you better get the fuck up for Tupac. But Damn. that's how much they love this nigga Pac. He shouldn't have went to L.A. He should have never went to L.A. So I'm in the club. They playing all the bad boy records. Niggas is fuming. You can see the, the, the tension. You could cut it with a knife in the air. Mm-hmm. So I'm leaving. Uh, Trackmasters had the after party at this house in the hills. I was like, yo, baby, I'm, I'm breaking up out of here. He said, you going to the Trackmasters shit? I was like, yeah. Then he was like, we're Jigger Man. Yo, why ain't Jigger Man out here? I said, he ain't coming out this motherfucker. Because <laughs> Pac was shitting on him, too. Yeah, yeah. It's for too sure. fresh. For sure. Machiavelli just said, yo, it's too fresh. <laughs> Machiavelli just dropped my till I'm recording, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, it's too fresh. <laughs> yeah. He was like, thing. I said, hold on. I called Jay, and him and Jay had like a 10-minute conversation. It was just laughing on the phone. Hung the phone up. Last words I said to him was, be careful. It's, it's crazy in here. 
he kept, he said, nah, I'm good. I'm good, playboy, I'm good. I said, I see you at a thing. And yeah, I went and got my car while I'm driving the thing. As soon as I got my car, I got in the car and was driving to the other party, news broke out. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, they shot big. I went to the hospital, you know what I'm saying, seen everybody crying. I was like, I immediately said, why did he come out here? How long, did, how long did it take you to go back to L.A. after that? I didn't. People was scattering L.A. like roaches when you turn the lights on at yeah. that point. New York people were like, we mm-hmm. got to get out of here. But me and B.J. was like, why? <clears throat> they don't want to. They did what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Specific person, yeah. It wasn't no. I didn't feel like they killing everybody from the East Coast. They killed the guy who they wanted to kill. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For sure. So I I didn't feel like mm-hmm. I didn't feel like that with LA. I would stayed out there and it was business. It was just regular shit. I would be out there. I had a house out there. Hmm. I still got a house out there. Like yeah. I I fuck with LA. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like LA. But you know I'm respectful. Mm-hmm. I do know. LA niggas will kill you. You get out. Yeah. <laughs> you get out of line. <laughs> You get out of line, they're going to get you. But if you in L.A. and you move like a real nigga, they, they cool, yo. They cool. Did you have any uh, relationship with, um, with like, Nip? Oh, man, my Nipsey shit is I spoke to him. I still got the, the text. Me and him was texting back and forth, and I was telling him, having a conversation with him, telling him he's top dog now in L.A. And he's like, yeah, you don't think like, well, well Kendrick, I said, Kendrick is, is dope and whatever rapper. He was like, gang, I said, gang is Kendrick. I said, they all dope. But I said, it's like, you're it right now. And you repping that street shit. So I was like, you the one, just keep, and I was like, keep smothering them. Keep getting on records and keep just going. He was like, yeah, because me and him had a great relationship. He looked at me as, and would talk to me often about advice. What do you think about this? What do you pick my brain? All of the time. And uh, he died like the next day mm. is when he died after we were speaking and he, and he got murdered. How did, how did yeah, it hurt you when that went? Oh, that out? one hurt because he was my friend. Yeah. And he was really, really a good dude. If you find with Nipsey Hussle, with most people that talk and if they talk to him, they'll mm-hmm. say that. They'll be like, yo, he's a good dude, though. He's really, really a good person like a you know just a good guy mm-hmm. and it's and he wanted to help the hood and wanted he wanted every he wanted to do everything right mm-hmm. and uh they killed him so uh, my next question was actually two parts is um did you have any interactions with pop smoke and then two why do you think that it seems like rappers are just dying like dropping like flies out here <laughs> I, I never met pop <coughs> smoke my brother Chris, he had interactions with him, not me. Mm-hmm. And I think rappers and things like Don is because the music is so, so close to the streets. Most every rapper you see is so close to the streets. Hip hop is a sh- it's, it's like it comes from the streets, and it's like the streets ain't letting it go. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. everyone, it, it comes from the streets, and once it comes from the streets, it's easily to get caught up. You know, I like to say, like, like with Murder Rank, with me, at the mm-hmm. height of Murder Rank, mm-hmm. 
there's a hundred niggas, fifty a hundred niggas around me all day, everyone had guns. Me included. Right? Right. And it's like then someone starts beefing with you. Right. What they don't realize and what they don't really truly get is you trying to cut the money off from those fifty to hundred niggas too that's somehow figured out a way to eat and have a better life. Mm. All right, before niggas, at least my niggas, before you cut they, they shit off, mm-hmm. it's whatever. Right. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah. And that's how you'll get very caught up very easily. Mm-hmm. So, again, I'm only asking about psychology and thought processes when I'm asking these questions. All right, that's all I care about. Shoot. <laughs> so, so, dealing with the case, you're dealing with the case. You got 50 coming 100 miles per hour at you guys. You're dealing with the case. And, you know, and then on top of that, from the public perception is, is that 50 is almost everything that you did and everything murdered anything. He's almost like public perception wise, like you're racing it all while having to deal with a case. He He tried. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so mentally, where were you at during that time? Like, how was your mental health during that time? Well, mentally, mental, <coughs> mental health, I'm never a crazy nigga, so. Yeah. <laughs> this nigga's lying. <laughs> now, nah, listen. This nigga's lying. <laughs> get Yo, one a day. Mental health is an out for niggas. I, when niggas, oh, my mental health. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but I do it's know certain sad. niggas have certain problems mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. But with me, don't worry about my mental health. I don't give a fuck if you see me out there tussling with a bear. <laughs> He's all Say, right. Say, God damn, that bear sure don't know what he getting himself into. Why he fitting to kill this right. motherfucking bear, right? <laughs> don't ever worry about my mental health. Right. But what it was is, I'm facing 20 years. Mm-hmm. Feds is trying to get, put me in jail. Right. So when you talk about during that period of time, mm-hmm. it was all about me just beating these niggas. Yeah. Because if I get 20 years... It ain't. I ain't sitting here with Ricky. I'm, I'm inside. So right. during that time, I, what my mentor was was just focused. Give all. Give my lawyers any bit of information that could help me with the trial, and beat this shit, and beat this shit. That's all it was, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about fifty. I, I didn't really care. He bombing on us. I was like, yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I really wasn't doing the trial. Mm-hmm. I was, that's all I was thinking about. So during that time, what made you do the TV show? Because I remember when I was younger, um, you and your fam had a TV show. Yeah. What made y'all do that around that specific time? I mean, you you always got to make money, yeah. right? So during that time, Universal Music Group cut ties for me. Yeah. Like, I needed to make money. They came, they wanted... Uh, uh, Chris Abrego, 51 Miles, they came to pitch, and they was like, we'll do the show your way, we ain't trying, because I was like, I ain't doing no clown shit. I ain't fighting with my yeah, family. because it was real. It was real. real. I said, yeah. thing. And that's why I did it. They paid me pretty good, and they allowed me the freedom to just keep it real and not do no clown shit and have me fighting with Deb and fighting. Nah, it wasn't like that. Yeah. So that's why I did it. Okay. And I need, you know, you, you, you got to, when your main source of income, which was the Universal Music Group, they cut ties. They dropped me. Yeah. They cut ties and dropped me. I'm, How did that feel just, you know what I'm saying, bringing them so much money? Because at the time, Murder, Inc. was oh, the fucking crazy. molten rock. Like, <laughs> it you felt know crazy. What I'm I helped generate them niggas between 
XJ, Ja, Ashanti, uh, probably a billion dollars. But they didn't care. You had federal agents run up in 825 8th Avenue Worldwide Plaza. Nigga, you got to go. Period. It, right. they, they didn't want to hear nothing. They didn't want to hear. And I was professing my innocence. They didn't want to hear that. Right. The fact is, you had feds run up in, run up in here. You got to go. Right. Period. End of story. No matter what I said, they was like this. Ah, la, you got to go. La, la. They wasn't hearing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at, at some level, I couldn't blame them. The actual facts is the FBI raided my offices and there was a hundred feds outside and inside the building taking computers and all sorts of shit. It's the first for them. Right. So I got aware of that. My actions and thing. And people say what they were. Yeah, I was fucking with Supreme. Mm. That's what brought all of that. Mm. I was fucking with Supreme. So in their eyes, they're like, hey, stupid. Maybe you shouldn't have fucked with Supreme. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm like, nah, that's my man. Right. That's my man, period. Right. They offered me a deal facing 20 years. They offered me a deal if I rolled over on Prime and what told was, them. What was the deal they offered you? They offered me six months, mm. which I thought was a trick. But then I would have to say, now the trick with that is I have to say I'm guilty. So if I say I'm guilty of money laundering, the definition of money laundering is so Kenneth Supreme McGriff is a drug dealer, had drug money, gave you drug money, and you wrote a check. That's the exact explanation of money laundering, which I did not do. I'm like, I ain't do that. So if I would have said I did that, they could have went and tried preem for drug drugs and money laundering with me. They didn't try him for that. They got him for two homicides. But anything with drug dealing, they couldn't go after because they, they lost their case with me. So when I had my lawyers explain it in detail, I said, tell them to suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, one time for Irv Gotti. Hey. Beating the feds with that 90, what, 99, 98? Like 98, yeah. Percent. Yeah. Niggas don't win against the feds. Yeah. One time for you. That's his story right there. One time for standing up and telling feds, suck my dick. Let's go. So, you know a funny story? So, after I went through the case, word of mother, I got pulled over in for a, a suspended license or something like that. Do you know these niggas? I'm in the holding cell, and three agents, three feds came to me and wanted to talk to me. I'm like, are y'all serious? I faced 20 years and told you to suck my dick. I'm just a fucking suspended license. Do so you think I want to have a conversation? <laughs> you didn't suck my dick. He told me again. <laughs> hey. He told me again. Well, but that was crazy. I was like, what are y'all why doing? Why would they? Here? I was about to say, why would they? They probably felt bitter about that, about that loss and really was just trying to get you to get, give them something. I don't know if they actually did because when I got acquitted, uh, the co-counsel, it was a Carolyn Picorni, who was the lead counsel, and a co-counsel in the defense was this guy, Sean O'Hara. And when I got found not guilty, Sean O'Hara, not Carolyn Picorni, Sean O'Hara was like, I'm cool with the decision. Like, he knew we didn't do that. So the, when, the, def, when, when uh, the prosecution looks at you and says, after you found not guilty, and he nods and goes, I'm happy. 
then he knew y'all was on some bullshit with me. Because mm-hmm. I didn't do that. Like, believe me, those first lawyer meetings was ill. Mm-hmm. Explain to me, like I was a two-year-old. Don't leave no details out about how money laundering works and thing. Explain it to me. And when I said, yo, I didn't do that. I said, I didn't do nothing like that. I said, Preem, I never cut checks and Preem gave me money. I said, no. I gave him the money because I got a lot of money and I was helping my man out. I said, is that illegal because he's a known drug dealer? They said, no. Did he give you money? I said, no. I said, then they like, that's not money laundering. So I said, they have, they don't, they, I don't know what they're talking about then. I think my lawyers, when I said, when me and Chris was like, fuck the six months, our lawyers looked at us and was like, these guys is innocent. Because they made it real. They had it so, they said, listen, you could do six months. Irv could do six months first. Chris could stay back, run the, run the label. And then vice versa. They was making it like super it sweet. Right, right, right. Yeah. It was like, why, how wouldn't they take this? But what was the stipulations? Um, what was the stipulations of it? Just the six months and that's it. That's it. Or no papers, no, no nothing. I, I had to plead guilty. Mm, so that would have been that's on your back for your, for your whole life. Six months, but you pleading guilty to this, yeah. and you're gonna step up and say, "I money laundered with Kenneth Supreme McGriff. I received money," and I'm like, "I'm not. It's, that's not true." And I was like, it's going to serve my man. It's going to serve him. It's gonna, his already case that's incredibly in their favor is going to add on. I'm like, I'm not going to be a part of serving my man. That's what I'm not going to do. So what is the movie going to highlight? Like, what's the movie going to highlight? Because from, from birth to where he is right now, I'm telling you guys, I promise me when I tell you, this shit is fucking incredible, yo. <laughs> I, yo, and I know, I know I'm a part of it, and I'm privy to have reading the script, but if, yo, promise me. And the script is already awesome, and we're tweaking it up, like, to make it even more perfect. Y'all are gonna bug the fuck out. Yeah. Everybody in the hip hop culture, wherever you are, it's gonna be a movie that, yo, in the opening scene, the open, cause I drilled in Chris Mercado's head. I said, listen, Chris, just imagine this is going to be a heavily promoted movie. I said, so my culture, my people who's going to love this movie, they're seeing all of the promo that Warner Brothers is going to do. Right. They're going to walk into that theater amped, hyped to see this movie. I said, we got to start it and blow their fucking minds away. And I'm telling you now. The first ten minutes is a fucking boss. <laughs> <laughs> so this yo, is what they talk about. The first ten minutes when I read it, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and then I immediately <laughs> thought, I immediately thought of Queens, niggas, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm Queens nigga, yeah. so I immediately thought of someone like Nas, because Nas is like Queens to heart, right? Yeah. And knows Jamaica Queens Supreme, to, he knows everything. I said, when Nas sits down in the theater with his popcorn, his head might go, it might explode, because it's so fucking good. Like, I know, listen, I do have it in my phone, but listen, you know how when you see Straight Outta Compton, 
Cannot tell a lie if Gary Gray, you did a monster job with Easy and the Dope House oh, and everything yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He says, yo, why are you so ruthless, see? And he says, yo, if if I'll get the my, my people's going to show out. They're at your mama's crib. And they, that shit was so yeah, live, and right? And the battering ram The battering ram, <laughs> and then the nigga fucking running out on top of the house and straight out of comp. You, as a fan, once you seen that, you was in. You was locked yeah, in. Yeah, you locked was in. like, yo, we <laughs> It made you feel like you was there. Right. And it made you feel like, yo, this movie's going to be great because the intro was so dope. We got a dope intro. It's a Nice. I can't wait. That's dope. So let me ask this. Let me ask you this, Miss Ricky. So you've been trying to get on. Mm -hmm. You've been trying to get this man's attention. You know everything he got going on. You see what he's doing, how hyped that empty is when he feels like he found and got something. Mm -hmm. What was the song, the moment that you that he that finally got his attention? Fuck love. Really? Mm. <laughs> There's a Yo. song called Fuck Love. Let him she got, yeah. she got a record called Fuck Love. Yeah. 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 This will, this will this will be one of the biggest records of the year. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It put it out. It puts <laughs> it puts the whole relationship aspect. Yeah. Here, let me give let me let me say like her album, right? Mm -hmm. You remember how Usher came out with Confessions and he put the relationship experience of what yeah. he was going through and it was like if you was going through anything similar, this became the soundtrack. soundtrack. Right. Yeah. Yo, her, her album is called Heartbreaker, and the relationship records that she has. Crazy. With Fuck Love being the thing. Mm -hmm. Fuck Love, baby, I tried. <laughs> see what I just did? Yeah. See what I just did? Yeah, yeah. When y'all see every woman, when she's performing or whatever, y'all in the audience, mm -hmm. and all the women is going to be like this, waiting for that hook. And when that hook comes, she can go like this. And they're going to go, fuck love, baby, I try. So what I'm hearing is you done gave us the woman's version of Dirty Sprite, too? Dirty Sprite says, "Dirty Sprite to me. Every time I get into some shit with someone, that's the first thing I'm turning on." Yes, because my first EP, it was as an independent artist, so I did it like with YouTube beats. You feel me? Like whatever beats I could get from producers, I knew. So to go from that, it's called first time lover. Than to like this, yeah. Oh, it's like a blatant right, slap in the face to a couple. No, she mm. got it. She got it. So, right. <laughs> is, it, is it over? Heartbreaker. It's true. Bad bitch is the one she rhyming on. That's gonna, I, you know, she's my she's my mm. family. So everyone is like, ah, got his family. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. you, you, you you're not a biased person, though. I, I realize that. Yeah, I go when I hear something and go. That's why, yo, got it. Go so hard with promotions because what I'm saying to you, mm -hmm. I believe it. Yeah. That's why I can't go with every artist. Any artist thinks they want to get with me, put my hand on them, you're going to turn platinum. But it don't work like that. Me and Chink need inspiration. So the music thing works his best when she comes out that booth, fuck love, and I'm like, yo. <laughs> then you know what? Like Heartbreaker Remix. I'm running to the studio because I know she's going to kill it. Mm -hmm. I know she's going to kill it. Mm -hmm. It was a challenge, though. A and I don't give a fuck about the Ashanti comparison because she's not Ashanti. Right. Mm -hmm. But we use a little sample. 
<laughs> As you should. Unfoolish. We have the best murdering yeah. samples. Unfoolish. Uh. So the record is called Heartbreaker. Uh-huh. And Shanti's unfoolish. It's no more broken hearts for me. Mm. And I happen to have the acapella. <laughs> Just so happened. Because I made it. Facts. <laughs> and it's a murdering yeah. record. Right, yeah. right. And, yeah. and when we dropped it in. Mm-hmm. No more broken hearts for me. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something more. Say what? I'm going to say something more. When she did that record, Chinga, then I turned and looked to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And this is just me and my weird way of thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was re- reminding me of the great Robert Kelly because mm-hmm. she's moved into a zone. Now, I've worked with the great Robert Kelly. Mm-hmm. And yes, I do not condone any of that bullshit he did. Nobody he does. Just like, speak I would musically, pray, he I just pray to God, like, that. this man is a genius. Could you just stop him from fucking these little girls? <laughs> <laughs> so we could give him his proper flowers. His proper flowers. Because right. that means, so when I say, and give her that comparison, oh, and yeah. like, yo, because she's writing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just try the best I can. That's a very she, big compliment. She's she's singing and rapping He's like how Rob was. Yeah. yeah. Like I I was telling her, me and Rob would hang out in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And we used to always kid him and be like, you R&B ass nigga. Look at this R&B <laughs> nigga. And he would be like, I'm not an R&B nigga, Gotti. He'd be like, yo, I'm not R&B. He said, I'm more rapper than R&B or whatever. But when you listen to a lot of Rob shit, his remixes and everything. He's rapping but singing. I'm a flirt. Yeah, yeah. Bring it down to me when I roll up on them dudes. I'm a flirt. It's <laughs> really yeah, rapping. Yeah, See, my, my only problem. He's carrying a tune while he's spitting. Right. My only problem with listening to his music is I don't know who he's singing to. Yikes. <laughs> you ever heard that record? He's knocking on his Don't put me on. Don't put me on. Don't put me on. <laughs> he's, talking to her, he's talking to her daddy. <laughs> he could be. I just, listen, I prayed to God because he's a, he, he's a friend. Mm-hmm. So I actually like, God, stop this man so so he could get what he's supposed to get. Mm-hmm. He's truly a genius, yo. Yeah. Like when I hung out with him, this nigga, this nigga played the piano it was one time we was in the Swiss hotel. Y'all remember the Swiss next mm-hmm. to Lennox? Yeah. Now, yeah. if you remember, on the bottom floor, the Swiss hotel had a piano. A mm-hmm. grand piano. A grand, grand piano. piano. Yeah. Yep. Nigga, mm-hmm. we in there 30 niggas deep. <clears throat> and him and my man BJ is sitting together on the piano. And he just strumming along. And BJ's talking some real street shit. Talking about how... The streets is watching this nigga, what he see, what he's going to do. if he gonna, He talking some real shit. Lo and behold, I'm listening. Everything that BJ was saying, R is putting together in song form. And it was dope. I said, nigga, what are you doing? He said, chill, chill, let BJ keep talking. This nigga was unreal to me, man. Every time I was around him or anything, he would show me talent that was unreal. Fucking believable. That man was so good. We overlooked the fact that he had a video that came out 20 years ago. He literally made us go, that ain't important. But you know when, you know when I was like, literally. yo, 
I kind of was like, man, this is a, this is bad. Mm-hmm. When you looked at uh, surviving R. R. Kelly, Kelly or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. he going to court for fucking little girls. <laughs> little 13-year-olds is fan, and he bagged her. He bagged her. Why you going to court? That's a man. He got, I pray for him, he got a problem. Yeah, you yeah. going to court for fucking little girls and for fucking minors. And here's a minor with a R. Kelly, we love R. Kelly, and he, come here, in Baghdad. When I seen that, I was like, there ain't no help. So, so with your with the time that you had the Death Jam before, what do you feel about the the Russ Simmons thing? That 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 you know Russell? Yeah, he got a problem too. Hmm. And I love Russell. That's my Godfather. But I done spoke to like four chicks who didn't even press charges. And you know when it's the thing, it's the same story. Hmm. It's a pattern in the same story. Now that said, I love Russell. Yeah. Still love Russell to this day, but I'm like, damn, he got a problem. Damn. Being somebody who is that close, how how can you insert yourself to help or do you? It makes it weird, yo. That's my man, but what do you do? Hey Russ, stop you know, taking bitches. Like, what am I gonna say? <laughs> Yeah. But you should, like so you just stay out of it like stay out of it. Yeah. And I wish I wish him the best or whatever like that, but it, to say the least is a is a super awkward situation. Yeah. And I'm like not a not really guy like I got Ricky and what if he did it to Ricky? He's gonna get be shot. Dead. <laughs> we'll be dead, bro. It's not right. gonna be a judge and jury. He's gonna have right. a hole in his motherfucking chest. Right. That's, that's a great skit before one of another songs on my, <laughs> on my album. <laughs> that song's called Stingy. It has like a little dance hall type of vibe. Tell me about it. It's another so, great record. <laughs> yeah. It has like a, I think this one has a very like, uh, Ricky, like a J.I. the Prince vibe, but like mm-hmm. make it female. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Yeah. Something okay. like that. Mm. It has like a Caribbean vibe, but I feel like Latinas will like it a lot. Latinos, you feel me? That whole culture. So mm-hmm. it's a, we have a bunch of different types of vibes. We have R&B, hip hop. We have a little bit of dance hall on there. We got EDM on there. <coughs> Chink and Irv made an EDM beat, yo. That don't shock me. It didn't shock me either, but I feel me. like knowing what Murder Inc. is known yeah. for, you might me. find it, it as a shock. It, 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 it it would shock me if I heard you do like a fucking, like some, some type of some type of or like a orchestra some type of shit like. Well, we did that. Damn near. Where where I you need to hear this. Watching Yo, make my life. Santana make a Listen, beat is make one my of life. the most epic we things to witness. Father forgive me, which is a Beatles record, right? And Ja, it's one of the best records ever. But that's when I was with Universal, it wasn't right. But it may be one of the greatest records that if me Chink and Seven did that record. Mm. I gotta check that one out. And Seven did a live orchestra. Mm. You hear it, it's like, it's it's amazing. It's different. Father, forgive me. And it's a Beatles record. Eleanor Rigby is the Beatles record. Mm. Like, what people need to know about me, Chank, and what we do. Eleanor Rigby. That's the the, the thong song. uh, (laughs) No, no, I'm saying that's the, I'm saying they, the thong song took. The keys from there, but oh, Cisco word? had somebody else play it. The, the guy who did the Star Wars thing, right? Oh, yeah. word? Yeah, for sure. 
Score one for Cisco. <laughs> I give niggas they, they, they props. If they do yeah. some incredible shit, I'm like, that nigga, that nigga beats hell. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, but that record is one of the greatest records that we produced. It's, it's, it's enormous. It's an enormous record. And it truly shows, like, sometimes I'll be like, check, I'll be like, outside looking in, if I was listening to this shit, I'd be like, them niggas is some bad motherfuckers. <laughs> We are musically talented. We could do whatever. Mm -hmm. It's it's very much a lot of when you hear these records, it's thought and talent. And in a way, as crazy as it may sound, right, we're like the outcast of the industry right now by making good music. It's like program directors... And people's ears is so used to bullshit. When you give them some dope shit, quality, produce shit, I don't know if they're ready to hear it. Yeah. As crazy as that may sound. Why you, why, why, why you say that? I be getting, like, little pushback. And I be like, what? Or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. they making me work for it. Or whatever. When I'm like, you don't hear this? Right. You don't hear this? This is... This is... Of this, this is female R and B. There's nothing out there, really, that's that is thing. That's why I was like, it's time for Ricky, because the female R and B artists that are out that are doing well, no one is seizing that genre. No one is like got it in the headlock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one who yeah. got it in the headlock is worth a billion dollars, and she don't care about it no more. Rihanna, mm-hmm. like Rihanna's still top dog. I got this bitch, but she ain't putting out no music. Here comes Ricky. We gonna take that fucking slot. You see what I'm saying? But when you look at it... Rihanna is my idol. I love you, Rihanna. You're taking your slot. (laughs) (laughs) You could go Fenty Savage all you want. She pulled pulled out of the parking space, went up the street to Fenty, and y'all just got that front slot. People been begging Rihanna for an album for two years. Straight up. It ain't coming. She just come out with another clothing line. She just did some hair shit now. (laughs) Fenty hair. Shit. Which I ain't knocking her. Get your money. She's gonna. She's a billionaire. Right. But I want that slot. Right. right. So I got one question for both of you guys. What record while I'm out of these day parties this summer? Because it's definitely feeling like that weather outside. That I'm be ordering this Don Julio bottles and uh, hookahs too. You know what I'm saying? When I, you know, when the women's is around. You know what I mean? And things like that. What record is that? You know, you know, I, it's gonna be that day party one. Like so. off the album? Yeah. Stingy. The one I was just talking about. And there's another one called The Vibe featuring my guy, Renny, and my yeah. sis, Jackson. Yeah, okay. Um, that one is a vibe. That's why I called it a vibe. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like, Bad Bitch is a really cool vibe. Mm-hmm. I have this song called Ricochet. It's like a New York meets L.A. vibe because I'm a New Yorker album. who moved to L.A. No albums. Cop the crib out in L.A., but I post stuff. No fast forwards. Not one fast forward. Yeah, That's it's like a top to bottom. Like, Solid 10. We lacking full bodies of awesome women. All right, let's have this conversation. Cause oh, God. Drake is mad at me, and he unfollowed me. Why? <laughs> Why? He unfollowed me. Why? Why? <laughs> I was doing an interview. I was doing an interview. I think it was a breakfast club or some shit. Mm-hmm. But I was doing an interview, mm-hmm. and they asked me if Drake had a classic album because we was talking about classic albums and just that how artists of today don't really have classic albums they make great singles or whatever but it's not like my generation or whatever so they posed the question with Drake and I said immediately Drake 
is the best artist we have right now, bar none. Right. So I gave him his flowers right. with that. But you don't no have a classic album. Do you you tell me what's a classic, a classic album. album. You I, give me Drake's classic album. I, I personally don't think Drake has a classic because he, for me, he does too much. Like, there's no way that I can sit there and listen to. Like, I, wow. I can't. I can't. Wow. No. That was like. The same answer I gave. I said Drake on all of his albums is so talented, he's gonna trash it on two, three records that we're gonna fast forward and be like, I don't. Right. Yeah, that, that's very true. Nothing was the same as a classic. Drake, let's wow. song. But I love Drake. It's the same thing I get when with Jay Z, and I'll be like, on Renegade, I think Eminem got him. Facts. Look, facts. That's facts. He doesn't like when I say that. But that's facts. I said, Hove, as an artist, you kill Eminem. Kill him. But the verse on Body that song? Art, you kill him. But on that specific song? That specific song, that nigga, that nigga was a problem. That nigga was a certified problem. So it's not like, I think, I'm going to make a prediction. I think Drake's next album is going to be a classic because he got so mad at me for saying that. First he came. He might have postponed it because he came at me. Could first he came at me on some. I would never say this about you. I would never do. I love you, Gotti, and I said I love you too, Drake. But it's just my personal opinion. Greatest artist of this generation. But if you ask me your album, I don't. I don't know. Look, you said it too. Mm-hmm. Drake is an artist as a whole. Forget the albums. Is he? He's top dog. Fire. Yeah. He. Yeah. He's it. He's, he's it. it. I'm gonna always listen to what he's whatever it. he drops. But I said, <laughs> yo, and I, I, I said, you could easily have a classic because there's a lot of albums. If you the Jeff left off those two, three records that you trying, or you know these are different. You know, the, you know what I'm talking about. The mm-hmm. slow songs yeah. that has the tempos like 40 beats per minute. <laughs> yeah. Because because the, the people that come oh, in, the, 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 the people that come in that love Drake rapping, when they hear that, they're gonna right be turned off. I mean, I'm right, right? right? <laughs> no, no, but I get it. But I don't it know because if you hop in that, crowd. like them songs that you don't listen to that might have that slow, you might hop in the car with a random girl and she loved that shit. Oh, the girl is gonna love it. <laughs> the girls love it. A random, per- I mean, who, what crowd so you going after? Classics. I think nothing. I think. Take Say, care, nothing was the same with classes to nothing me. Nothing was the same as great. It's so amazing. I like nothing was Maybe the same. Maybe I'm an old head. I could Conto. be old head syndrome. Conto. How old are you? 30. So you right there, borderline. You J. Yeah. Cole, middle child. <laughs> <laughs> you middle child. But, like, I'm 50 years old. Not about it's your and, and, like, like listen, man. Doggy style. Classic like a motherfucker. Look, I, tell, I, tell my, I just told my mom this the other day. Illmatic, oh my God! You but, ain't but you ain't like, skipping nothing on it. Time out. Let's be real. To me, to me, it was Raven was better than Illmatic, but that's me. You're wildin'. I'm it's, just saying. It's hard. You're wildin'. <laughs> Illmatic. Every song is a hip hop damn near classic. Every song on that shit. Represent, represent. But there are new classics that I fuck with. Like I like to me, Migos Culture is a classic. To me, YG's My Crazy Life is a classic. I think Dirty Sprite Two is a classic. I think those three projects are classics that came out recently. Yeah, as classic. Migos culture. I, I, there is not a single song on there that I skip. I can literally listen to that whole. Al- I can be in the club. They play the whole but album in the club, and I'm me, playing. Drake doesn't have one. I don't think Drake has one. But he has classic records, y'all though. Y'all you didn't classic. say that. He, y'all nah, no, no, no. I, I know he's the biggest nah, I'm with y'all. artist. I, 
don't the think world. I don't think he got a classes, but they strictly rap albums. So, oh, he so made one. Vanessa Carlton, with Drake, and, Mary and he Blige. might do some. He might do some, but he ain't rap. She ain't rapping on there. <laughs> but I say he doing both in one Blige, album. Y'all don't like to hear R. Kelly, Twelve Play. These are classics too, and it's R and B. My is my is is, Anti is really good. By Rihanna, that shit is classic. Yes, yes it is. Listen, my is is really good. I think I could hear the slow shit, but sometimes to me he just tries shit. I try so hard. <laughs> he tries he so hard. He tries sometimes, and when he tries, no disrespect. That's the times when I'm like, that's not a classic. We sat here with all of these guys at my house, and we was playing Drake's. This they was like, let's find. But even they was like, nah. You gotta fast forward this one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where separation. And they wanted to prove me wrong. Especially the girls. They singing yeah. all his shit. Yeah. <laughs> all his shit. That's what separate. Which I said, listen, I'm not a female. I'm not a young female. So I get it what y'all doing, but I'm going to have a different opinion. You want right. to know how Stingy is also a hit? Because Drake <laughs> would make an amazing feature on that song of mine. Like, I'm just sitting here thinking about it. It'll never happen. <laughs> okay. I was just well, throwing you, you it out what, there. You know what? Let me not say that. Never the, say never. the fastest way to get a, a feature from Drake Start that beef. No, <laughs> no, not even. Uh, <clears throat> Summer Walker dropped Girls Need Love. He will give love. you a record to save your career. Girls Need Love was yes. dropped. He hopped on yeah. that. Young yeah. Blue dropped uh, You're Still Mine. He hopped on that. As, Those long, as, as, as long as it hit, so there's a wave, he's going to hop two, on it. And we start a wave. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. When we start the wave, when it comes and bow, tsunami. Mm-hmm. He He's gonna hop on it. He loves waves. He's and I like to manifest on. shit. You gotta say it out loud. That's what's up. And then when it happens, manifest I'm gonna that. post this clip on my Instagram. Right? I'm gonna say I said I it here Stingy. first. I a need highly unique radio that me and Drake are gonna have a song together. Let me tell Damn you. It. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. Bow. Me and Drake are very good friends. So mm -hmm. that's why I get what he was saying. Mm -hmm. Like, why did you do that? Because I love you, Gotti. Like, why would you say that? And I, I just told him, I'm like, yo, you my man. I love you right back. I just don't think you have a classic. I don't think Jay beat Eminem and Renegade. Some people just get sensitive, I've though. I've known Jay since so. I was 17 years old. I love Jay. What other what other hip-hop hot takes has got you in trouble? They got me in trouble? Well, the yep. biggest is when I fuck with Nas. Oh, okay. Most of the time, I'm like, I'm sorry, like, hot take. You are peeing on something. I was like, why do why you say that? We supposed to be cool. J-Lo. Okay. <laughs> They asked, me for, <laughs> they asked me for an interview. I'm high as a kite. Yeah. I just finished arguing like a motherfucker with Tommy Mottola. Mm -hmm. L Magazine calls. You want to get some quotes for J-Lo's uh, thing? I'm like, yeah, what the fuck y'all want? <laughs> Immediately the interviewer says, oh, I'll get right to it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said, We already there. J-Lo said, I'm real was not about Puffy. The line, niggas gonna deal with me and so and so. I tell them niggas, my. I reply, what? How would she know? She didn't write it. Mm. Now she asked me to do this, and JLo, me and JLo was like this. I'm high, I just finished arguing, and I fucked it up. It was like, so how is it making JLo records? I said, I don't listen to no music. Me and my niggas hit mute and just look at her ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I didn't hear in that Drake Chess interview. I didn't hear that part. No, but here's the worst part. Here's the worst part. part. They said, so you're saying that you, you didn't say, 
That bitch is lying. He's learned a lot since this time. <laughs> <laughs> We've been making regrets. juices. Those are the biggest regrets of my career. I ruined my relationship with J-Lo. That's mm. never to be repaired. Mm. I ruined my relationship with Jay, but me and Jay is back cool now. But it's still like... It ain't the same. Right. Nothing was the same. That's in a, nothing, <laughs> nothing was the same. Nothing was the same. Not a classic album. <laughs> <laughs> I love Drake. But if he thinks I give a fuck that he unfollowed me. <laughs> <laughs> me and my niggas, you see how everyone was laughing? Me and my niggas laughed just like that. I said, guess what? Guys, Drake unfollowed me. Niggas were like, ah! <laughs> like, I love you, Drake, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and if you listen, and, and if you might hear this, Jay Prince is closer to me than you. Just, just sit with that for a second. Mm. So Jay Prince is my brother. So that's another. So that's another yeah. thing. So boogeyman of 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 hip hop, and Jay Prince is definitely considered to be one of them. Jay Prince is real. <laughs> oh, we know. <laughs> and he's my brother. Been my brother for like twenty years. Um, while you're moving around, what, what, what boogeyman of hip hop have you run into that made, that interaction may not have been so pleasant at first? No one. Mm. I've been good with everybody. Mm. All of the boogeymen, I'm gonna go on, and they know me, and they, they kinda, they, we respect each other. So I've never had a boogeyman thing or anything like that. Knock on wood. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rick, so your inspirations, mm-hmm. it, uh, it's easy to say, you know, name off, you know, the murdering people as inspirations, like outside of them. You know, you, you mm-hmm. said Rihanna is like it for you. Who else is just like that? That you're mm-hmm. like, you know what? Here's a random one that people probably wouldn't guess Lin Manuel Miranda. Who the hell is that? I know. He wrote mm-hmm. In the Heights in Hamilton. He's yeah, a, he's Hamilton. He's a playwright. Guy. So, like, I just think. His story from out of college, he wrote a play called In the Heights. It took him like four years. Mm. But he brought it all the way to Broadway and became a phenomenon from it. So that's what I'd like to do with my career. I'd definitely like to bring like an album of mine or some sort to Broadway and mm-hmm. have like a whole play written, directed, and performed by me. And my, like and that my Carmen movie on BET. Yeah, but I want it to be on Broadway <laughs> in my city, in New York. Like, yeah. you feel me? It's going to be on a stage. It's going to be a one shot. It's not mm. a... Film Broadway is very different. Right. Very so, different so, 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 so it's TV. like, yeah. So it's the, so it's the, so it's the film side as far as like you're doing your music. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Is that the end goal for you? Like when you do the music and you just be the, and just be considered the goat. You know what I'm saying? Or is um, it like, or is the music like a stepping area to something else? Like, what, where is it? I would just say I'm an all around artist. Like, I'm just a creative <coughs> ass bitch. I just mm-hmm. love to make shit, and yeah. I like, like I like to crochet just as much as I like to make music. So I'm gonna, I would love to have my own crochet line one day. I'm apologize. I apologize. I'm ghetto. What is What's crochet? What's crocheting? Yeah. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's like, but with one needle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your grandma probably this made you like here. a blanket or some shit. Man, look, like a hat. Don't worry about look, it. You'll, you'll hear about it. This never got a knitted sweater when he was younger. <laughs> it's okay. Um, listen, listen. Maybe you could get a ricochet sweater. So, but yeah, and I like um, to add, saying all that. So, for the people who are just now discovering you, mm-hmm. who is Ricky Woods? Ricky Woods is an R&B artist out of New Rochelle. 
See, that's one thing that also gives me my spunk, I'd say, with my writing. I hang out around a lot of, like, true New Yorkers. And when I say where I'm from, they're like, you ain't from New York? No, just because New Rochelle, it's in Westchester. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely say I'd like to put New Ro on the map. You feel me? Hashtag 914. Mm-hmm. You got Funk Flex showing us mad love. Mm-hmm. Enough is showing us mad love. Mm-hmm. Ty Buggy been showing us mad love in New York. So it's really cool to hear the songs playing on New York radio stations. Because that, that's the goal. That was a goal of mine last year. So to have it all happening now is really cool. That's dope. Are you the only one out of all your um, cousins and siblings who actually doing well, like make music? music? I mean, we all work in the music industry together. My brother used to make a couple songs back, <laughs> like a few years ago and stuff. <laughs> but I would say, I what's the verse, Rennie? <laughs> <laughs> I had to open the studio. That's what I was. Yeah, but, then, <laughs> but then I would I say I'm I am the one cousin that like went down that path of just actually be. Like following their footsteps, what they built. What made you so focused on doing it? Like, um, the freedom of expression that I find in mm-hmm. music is like no other. When I was going through a tough time in my life, it was like the best way for me to like let things out. Mm-hmm. So, I love to just create music because it's a vibe you can listen to it over and over. Other people can listen to it and relate to it. You know, like I just met Jackson not too long ago, mm-hmm. and her and I relate <coughs> through my music all the time because. She goes through very similar situations that I did when I was her age type shit. So that's another reason I love to create music, just to, like, you know, the chemistry you create between, like, your audience and stuff. It makes you feel like you're not alone, which is cool. So it's, a, it's like a whole vibe that comes with being a musician. That's what's up. So how do you feel about uh, relationships at your current point in your career right now? Right now I'm super focused. Mm-hmm. I would say it would be silly of me to give a relationship too, too much time if mm-hmm. it wasn't something that's been built like years before because i'm in a position where it's like it's like now or never all or nothing right. so it's like tunnel vision to the max <laughs> that's, that's what's up that's what's up so like what's the vetting process like you like if you meet a guy you know what i mean and now you got to bring around the family oh, I <laughs> <laughs> all i can imagine is He's the motherfucker on Bad Boys when he opened up the door. They're, they're intimidating. That, that's you. They're actually like when you bring when we brought our like first boyfriends, all of us were like very nervous because it's like we know how they are, but they're actually cool. Like her dad, my uncle Chris, his mm-hmm. brother. We always he always says that's your piece of shit, and he's like that's not my problem. If he crosses the line, it'll right. be my problem. But like I have a skit in front of uh, Stingy. Yeah, it's mm. classic. With the skit. It's like a bad boy's run, and I'm like, yo, and I'm basically asking Ricky, what you going to do with all these, I said, NBA players, <laughs> soccer players, <laughs> baseball players, <laughs> hockey players, yeah. rappers. I said, what you going to do when they start sliding in your DMs? And she's like, He's I'm not crazy. thinking about that, right? <laughs> and I said, yo, it's all good. You're a pretty girl. It's logic. So I was like, you know, it's all good by me. You niggas just be respectful. Because mm-hmm. you got a bunch of uncles that I mean, put a I hole in like your it. motherfucking <laughs> chest. I feel like it's separating the real from the fake. You know what I'm saying? We understand and we ain't. Like, I don't care. Have fun. That's fun. Yeah. Relationships, whatever. Mm-hmm. Even you if you know. break up, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Alright. Just be respectful. Be respectful. Don't put your hands yeah, on Yeah, but that's like. Because if you like to fight. 
We can fight. No, I'm gonna bring around some niggas who really love to fight. You understand? And I got and I got plenty of those that really are good at fighting. He's dead serious. I know he is. Yeah, don't put your hands on him. Be respectful. Y'all could fight and argue. Just be respectful. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you ain't lined up, and I told I told Ricky, you know what I'm saying? I told Herb is actually the nicest one. Who's the worst one? Chris, <laughs> he's like yeah. when it comes to the girls, he's, he's not nice real. to Watching the guys. His interviews, Irv is real. like what you see is what he you don't get. Smile. Uncle Irv is like the same with everybody. Yeah, but I will tell a nigga, you, you're gonna fuck around and you'll get shot. That's true. You know what smile on his face. No, he's like the one that they're not even. No, gonna listen, go up listen, to. listen, Angie, Uncle my Irv daughter. Yeah, she's like sixteen. She brought her first boyfriend around. Oh, God. I said, y'all, I want to meet the nigga. So, boom, the nigga comes in. My house, Jazz house, he comes in. I said, listen. I go on my shirt. I pull out a gun, click it back, put it on the table. Oh, to my mom's And then I look friend. at him. No, to Angie. Oh, and my Angie. Look, I put oh, the gun God. on the table. Why would you do that? Let's just be honest and respectful. That's this nigga is fucking shitting in his face. Right? <laughs> I was about to say, that. What the fuck? what I do. I say, I, I go, I'm only fucking with y'all. I ain't going to I'm only fucking with y'all. Put the gun back. But my man's son was outside. Oh, God. I said, I ain't going to shoot you. And I said, he's going to shoot you. <laughs> son is intimidating. Like he him. was scared to death. He was scared to death. I said, I ain't going to shoot you. He gonna shoot you. <laughs> it's the laugh for me. It is. It's the laugh. <laughs> the way he's laughing. Right. It's out the of giggle. It, like, but you know, yeah. I'm joking, but I am serious. Can I ask all y'all a question? Because I've seen a lot of, you know, I've seen a lot of interviews from you guys and things like that. And I've seen Chris's interviews. He don't smile. At all. And when he does, it's kind of that little... But you want to know something? Like, what's up with that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. That's why I asked. Like, I want to know. Like, what's Chris, up? Chris is very business-minded and business-minded. But he's yeah. the yeah. coolest, funniest. They're both the like, coolest, yeah, funniest we, people. Right. But they they know it's a different way at Sundays at Nini's and shit. Yeah. Where we just laughing and joking and having fun like that. They don't, like I like to say with my family, if you ever had that with your family, you got a great family, but it's a disconnect with who you really are in in the universe. Yeah, yeah. They know nothing about that. Yeah, yeah, like we yeah, grew yeah, up yeah. in Jamaica, Queens, Hollis Avenue. So me and Chris was in the in the deep <laughs> trenches. This nigga trenches. just texted me, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> me he did. Ah, ah, listen, so me and Chris <laughs> our, our sisters is older. I'm the youngest it's of the, eight it's, kids. It's the Lorenzo family tapping into but this listen, interview I'm for me. Kids. My no, sisters I'm, is all beautiful yeah. right hilarious. so they was partying in the city <laughs> mm-hmm. and it also my sisters is what gave what i feel has mm-hmm. given me an edge mm-hmm. they was mm-hmm. dating white boys uh uh jewish guys one of my best my brother-in-law david he's jewish yeah, yeah, yeah so they was all older than me so they all took a liking to me so it was like even though we was from the hood they wasn't my sisters wasn't from the hood mm-hmm. they was from manhattan Mm. You see what I'm saying? And they was intermixing with Manhattan crowd or Mm. whatever like that. So when I was to meet all of these different people, so I felt I had an edge. Because when I go meet with Bob Backish, the the president and chairman of Viacom CBS. You know how to talk to him. I'm not like BJ. Mm -hmm. He's a nigga. You understand? So he is physically trying not to be a nigga. Yeah, when yeah, he's yeah. in that meeting. Yeah. Like I like to say, my man's D, like D and Y. These niggas is Harlem, 
Yonkers, niggas, right? Mm -hmm. So when they're in the meeting, they, they may not be able to clean it up. They still going to be like, yeah, we're going to get it lit and fucking popping. They're going to talk like that where Bob Backish, he's going to be like, I can't, I can't do it. I, I, I didn't learn how to talk to white people until I was in my 20s. Before then, like like my early twenties, before then, nigga. yeah, like I like so you know exactly what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I've been cultured and educated, so when I got in the room with them, I didn't have like a fear or I had to change. Yeah. I knew how to be myself yeah. and get mm -hmm. my point me across too. and make these mm -hmm. make them all fuck with me yeah. and like me. Yeah, this is a big edge that I'm saying because most niggas off the block. It'll work in in hip hop because hip hop they want niggas off the block that make that is hot or whatever, so they'll deal with you. Mm -hmm. But I could honestly tell you, in TV and film, it's not gonna fly. Right. You go to meet with executives in TV and film and be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying, yo, yeah, we gonna do this movie, right? <laughs> last week, like, we, last week we shot these niggas up, and I'm telling you that shit was like a movie, son. This shit was a movie. Like Bob Backish is gonna look at you like. Uh, could you get these niggas the fuck out of my <laughs> and do not Lock have the meeting with them ever again? Like, it'll work in hip-hop. Mm -hmm. But to do what I'm doing in TV and film, you, you better know how to deal with them and talk to them and get your point across the right way. They don't need you. See, like with music, we could go in the basement or someone could come in highly unique radio in the facilities that rich black is... Like final has 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 got has got cultivated. <laughs> right, you can make a record next week. The record comes out. You're the hottest motherfucker on the planet. Facts. You cannot do that with a movie. Mm. You can't. It's a process. All right, let's go make a movie. Yeah, exactly. Process. You cannot do that with a TV series. Yeah. You have to deal with these executives. Deal with multiple attitudes of people and get it on. Was it it's hard a for you? To testament that tales is season three. <clears throat> Yeah, it's hard. Fucking right, it's hard. It's when you when you first got in, how like I into gotta, the film thing? I gotta thank Stephen Hill. Stephen Hill, he was because what BT's was happening owner, to right? me? BT, of okay. course, BT, yeah. black guy. Yeah. What was happening to me is I would go in this office, put on a hell of a soft shoe, you know what I'm talk to them right, <laughs> do everything right, big finish, big finish, or whatever like that. And I thought I would walk out of it like yo, I got him, and that deal would never happen. Cause I and then I just felt that I walked out. They probably was like, "That's a great guy." And then somebody was like, "You should Google that guy." So if you Google me, you're gonna see me in cuffs. You're gonna see Prem. You're gonna read about some yeah. homicides, yeah. So the, the, the FBI case. And then I, I wouldn't get it. I, I wouldn't get it done. So I had so many of that that I was like, "They know I'm I'm smart and creative, but it's something that's stopping them." And thank the good Lord for Stephen Hill at BET because he knew me for 25 years. He didn't have to Google me. I know who Irv is. This guy is a creative genius. So when I pitched Tales, I didn't have a Bible. I didn't have all of the things, a script, none of that. I just said, yo, we're going to take the best dope hip-hop songs and turn them shits into one to two-hour movies. That's fucking brilliant. Bought it. <laughs> Bought it. And I've been on ever since. Because once I get in, now I'm cool with Bob Backish, who's everybody's boss. He's the top of the food chain. And I could honestly say he's one of my best friends 
in the game and who supports me and thinks I'm a genius and this is why I'm going to continue to flourish. So, 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 what track of Ricky's is going to be a Tales episode? Man, Heartbreaker, <laughs> the one that that we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Starring me. Starring you. We we meant to tell him this idea. It came to us over a siphon last night. <laughs> but we were like, wow, Heartbreaker would be a great tale. I love how the dramatics, though. Yeah, I love it. I love the dramatics. That's my godfather. She, she just like, I dead ass, if there's anything that I learned from Irv, oh my gosh, it's how to tell foot. a story. Like, yeah. no one tells stories like that. And you got to believe in yourself. And you got to yeah, believe facts. in yourself. Nobody could tell you. You got to believe in yourself. That's, again, when I told her, like. He would get in your face like this, and he'd be like, so you think you're a savage? You think you're a beast? <laughs> He's like, do you know what tunnel vision is? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Just, He's like, so what did I just say? I was like, I don't remember. <laughs> That was me at the Fuck, session. Fuck, you talking about tunnel vision. You don't he's even remember what He's teaching me about how to write a song. And he's like, so what did I just say? I'm like, um. Uh, no, but you know how the young generation, like and they'll come to you like, if I had this job, I'm a beast. I'm, I'm ready. I'm a beast. So I'm just saying, yo, you got more than the average artist with me. I've put you in oh, places. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely privy. It's like not a mistake. Funk Master Flex in New York. You're right. Right? He's not. Probably the biggest DJ in in the world for breaking new music. He played Heartbreaker for fucking 10 minutes, bombing it like she was fucking minutes. a rapper. Mm. Right? It was yeah. Did right it again the, the other day. Did it again the other day. So you getting that kind of love, you're not getting regular love. So and I looked at Remy. New Rochelle. And, you and feel looked me? at Ricky. Y'all talked all that shit. Let's see the beast. You beast, right? The beast Tell has been activated. Beast, the whole thing. Flex is bombing her shit. Oh, yeah. All right. Get it popping. Mm. Oh, yeah. I don't want to hear that shit no more mm. about I'm a beast. But to me, it's not intimidating. I love a challenge. So I'm like, Y'all feel me now? I feel you. I feel you 100%. Yo, show me. And then I'll go back to my Mike Geronimo days in my first record. And I didn't have Flex and an uncle who was helping me. Mm. But I beasted. I got that shit on and I got on and popping and I haven't looked back since. So I said, don't talk that beast shit around me because you're talking to a beast. I genuinely yes. feel like I'm a beast. I just have more time to put into other people. <laughs> baby baby beast. Nah, nah, here, but I say this with Ricky. Watch. I've been on my grind. Hold on. I say this with Ricky. And I'm still on it and we still going. <laughs> that pen and pad and her on her little eye and writing lyrics, I'm giving her savage beast status, mm. which is the best thing. So when it comes Hell to making yeah. the record, yes, sir. so the best thing <laughs> is, watch this. this is how you get the best out of me and Chink. You beast out and make hits. Because yeah. you know what me and Chink doing? Now every beat, yo, she gonna kill this. It was like, that's what we had with Ja, J, X, Ashanti. We had that Lloyd, even Lloyd too. Yeah. We, Me and Chink knew if we made an ill beat, they gonna kill it. Yeah. They gonna kill it. And we have and those are shoes we things. have that with Ricky. When we did the remix and she stepped on it, it was like, yo, we make it now. I'm, I want to make album too. We ain't stopping and just keep feeding her because with a pen and thing, beast. I've been waiting for Rennie. This. Rennie's bitch ass got to show me he's a beast. <laughs> and he is a and beast. And let me tell you something. He's the main nigga screaming, I'm a beast. The main nigga screaming, I'm a beast. What, what, what are signs of a beast from a manager? Go ahead, go ahead, finish what you're saying. Oh, from, oh it's not me from a, 
I would, I mean, fuck it, I'm talking, listen, a sign of a beast is someone who doesn't quit. You don't take no for an answer. Sometimes, you feel me, the waves are a little ripply. They're not going that fast. But then sometimes you catch a big wave. That's my brother. So, you feel me, we on a wave together. We've been rocking sign together since for, birth. For, for Rennie, for mm-hmm. right now, is to help, with well, not me, but him, help the record get on in New York City. One thing that Ricky has that is a huge plus, New Rochelle loves her. She went to New Rochelle High. She's a New Rochelle product. She's repping New Rochelle. So I'm telling Rennie, who worked at the New Rochelle Boys and Girls Club and fucks with everybody playing basketball and thing, I'm like, okay, New Rochelle fucks with you. I know this. Take advantage of it. Get Ricky's record on. I said, you could call and request it. Why could you call and request it? Flex is playing it. Flex is on and playing it. You see what I'm saying? So the, they could call and they could be like, yo, I want to hear Ricky. Funkmaster Flex just played it. I'm from New Rochelle and I'm mm-hmm. 16 or whatever. That's we just got to keep applying pressure. Listen, Anyone from New Row listening, <laughs> stop sending me your post. Post it on your story and then tag me so I can repost it. That's what I did. Hey, Irv Gotti did it. Why didn't you do it? Listen listen to me. Listen to the beast. I found out when they was answering the phone. Because if you ever tried this, they don't always answer the phone. So I found out they was answering in the morning. I wouldn't go to sleep so I could fucking think. And I had Nene, my mother, would call her. I would be out and about doing do because I didn't sleep. I would call Nene 7 a.m. Nene, how many times you get through? She said, I got through like two, three times. What the fuck you talking about? You got through two, three times. I need ten. Call, yo. What <laughs> the fuck is wrong? She said, okay, okay, I'm going to call more. I was screaming on my mother. <laughs> I'm about to say beast mode. But then, but then you playing. know what happens with the beast? The biggest gratification. Coming in at number four on the new four, hot four most requested songs of the day, Mike Geronimo. It's real. Oh! <laughs> I'm like Johnny Drama. Victory! Right. Because now the record is added. If it's on the hot four or four, it's in rotation, getting like 25, 30 spins a week. So how does somebody do something like that today in today's climate? Nigga, figure it out. That, that, that's his answer. <laughs> Yo, that's how do you, trying to that's do why now. we are yeah. still, like, that's why the beast mode is also saying, like, you can't give up. Because when the OGs tell you figure it out, nigga, we got to figure that shit out ourselves. Figure it out. But guess what? We going to figure it out. Figure it the fuck out. Facts. You're, you're a beast, right? You're a beast. So, Would I say, yo, I'm, I'm like, going to get Rennie over here. I need Rennie over here for a second. I need Rennie over here. I need Rennie over here. I need Rennie over here. Ladies and gentlemen, we got, we got, we got the beast himself. Oh, my God. The beast himself. Rennie. Uh, Nene. Nene, here comes Rennie, Nene. Nene, Rennie's here. So, I'm not one to like to hear people talk about somebody without that person speaking up for themselves today right there. Tell us how and what you're about to do to help your sister break. Oh, man. Tell us about this beast that they speak of. Because right now it's just a, right now it's a campfire tale. Right now it's a myth. Tell him, really. Like he said, he gave us something he didn't have. So you feel he, he, him telling us figured out, is, that's um, just what's already known. We got to figure that shit out. We're going to do it, period. We was trying before we got there, you feel me? So anything, any lane we touch, we fucked up already, so. This is just a new lane. We're going to fuck it up. 
Facts. What obstacles? Answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> figure it out. Look, so what obstacles have you had to overcome? Hey, just on Instagram. Tag Funkflex on IG. <laughs> Gonna figure it out. We got Instagram, we got social medias. So what obstacles? Can I interject? <laughs> go ahead. Can I go ahead, go ahead. Before this, Rennie, I will say, is an up-and-coming party promoter. So he's in the game kind of already, Shit. you feel me? He's in the game and could put on parties that could generate a pack uh, uh, club. So he's already in the game in that regards or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I press upon him that with the love that we're getting from New York City DJs, the biggest DJs from Flex, Enough, Tom Boogie, you know what I'm saying, and so forth, Sus One, everyone, Envy, mm-hmm. Clue, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. Cast One, don't want to mention this anyway, Camelo, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Y'all want, want nobody feelings hurt. Exactly. <laughs> it's very, very thing that is thing happening here that don't Man, trying to be nice for what? <laughs> nah, nah, it's another one. Nah, nah. <laughs> So I'm pressing upon him with getting that support that he can have an influence and request the record. So the PDs and the people who look at the request, they'll be like, yo, Ricky getting a lot of requests. Maybe we need to play this record or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So that's one way I feel he can be stopped that I know could have an effect. Then he has a bunch of other ways that all involves me giving him money. <laughs> yeah. Then he has a bunch of other ways that, Uncle, if, I, if you give me $1,000, I could get it. But, and I'm like, no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they want to see what you, do, what you can do without the without money. Without the money. Nigga, I could give anybody money and, and do, what, do something. But, Uncle, if you gave me 500 right, then we could do this and do this. So how, how much of a hindrance is that to you um, with with you asking for something like money and not getting it. Is it a hindrance for you? It's not a hindrance. It's honestly it's all motivation. As soon as that no comes, we just figure out ten more ways to make it a yes. You feel I me? Mean? Right. We're gonna take down we're gonna hop over whatever um obstacles are in front of us like it's nothing every time. Right. I feel that. So at the end of the day Would you say that it's like a lot of a lot of sh- space to fill? With, with with being that he's such an accomplished, oh, yeah. you know, manager, producer, can't, everything. Can't say, so can't say anything. You just gotta just do do it all. Like, you I gotta have, execute. I have it's the best true. management team in the world. It's not true. Not say anything like that, but just like you could say shit. If he could come up with ideas, some of them I gave him money and said, "Go ahead, do it." Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a smart idea. I'm gonna ride with it. But if it's something that I feel like. Nah, that doesn't, it doesn't matter too much. And I, like, he wants to do DMs. We got this other guy mm-hmm. doing. Nah, nah, <laughs> I'm not, ma, Nene. Hey, <laughs> Nene just texted us again. Shout out to my third manager. You feel me? I have a management team. I think that's another thing that separates me from other artists. I have three amazing people to annoy sometimes. So <laughs> it's a great. I'll tell her, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> you know he's the one that is like when I know I got something I'll be like hey yo I'm ready like the other day I thought I had my piano shit ready and he was like so you ready I played it he was like you're not ready that's my man <laughs> Renee's the best you too Ricky and of course my herb 
That's Nene. See, see, she's loving it right now. She loves it. Our whole family yeah. is tapped in. Yeah. Hi, but guys. Yeah, my, the whole family is listening now. Hey, hey, family. Shout out. See you soon. Shout out to the Lorenzo family. Yay. Hey, I want to yes. make another. It's a premature announcement, but you guys can get it too. I'm breaking. Appreciate it. Another afternoon trap is posted right here on Halloween Radio. Let's get it. Yes, the deal isn't done yet. Okay. So uh-huh. it's very. Very premature. premature. Uh-huh. But I, I feel confident. Okay. Uh-huh. Speaking into existence. No, no, it's, it's spoken to his existence. Right, it's right, just right. that it's not signed on the dotted line. All right. All right. Uh, Ricky kind of leaked it. If you looked at a Instagram, you seen Ricky amidst a bunch of shoes. Oh yeah, I yeah, seen I it. Yeah, I seen that. Y'all see that? that? Yeah, I seen it. That's like every little right, girl's so, dream. So the cat out of the bag is I've been consulting for Steve Madden for like six, seven years. Mm-hmm. When you seen Cardi B with Steve Madden, that was me. When you seen mm. Kendall and Kylie with Steve Madden, that was me. When you seen Iggy Azalea, that was me. If you see any celebrity with Steve Madden, I I probably brokered that right, deal. Right. Mm. So what I pitched to Steve is like, hey, look, man, we, we get these artists once they're big and everything like that. I said, why don't you become a part of helping them? The growth. The growth. And then... And then we have him. So I pitched him, Ricky. I said, she's my goddaughter. We don't have to worry about loyalty and if she's going to break out. But just give her the shoes, give her a little money, and start an endorsement situation with Ricky. So, you know, it's premature. But Steve is somebody who's been, this guy is my man. Can I give you out a Steve Madden story? Yes, Uh, please do. Me and Steve Madden got close because of this story. If you've seen Wolf of Wall Street, you know Steve went had to go to jail. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I didn't know he was, I didn't know he was part of going to jail. So Steve yeah. did Steve did thirty months in the feds. Who the fuck is the food punch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gone. Who, who's getting ready to go? That's my assistant Jackson. As you can see. She, she thinks she the boss. <laughs> she looked at it. She looked at you like that too. Like it's mine. She, she looked what at you it. Yeah, and she, don't ask. Right. Don't ask. Don't ask for no, we can't swap out. None of that. Right. Right. She. Do. Sorry. I'm sorry. All right. So Steve Madden. <laughs> Steve Madden. When he was in the feds, I got acquitted. Uh huh. And the jail that he was in mm-hmm. rioted. When I got acquitted. Mm-hmm. So he's hiding under his bunker because the jail is riding. He's like, what's going on? What's going on? And they're screaming, God, he beat the feds. God, he beat the feds. So when the jail calmed down, this man read everything about me. Boom. I see him in New York. When he gets out, we met at this poker game. Mm-hmm. Hank Azaria, he's an actor. He's still very good at poker games. And he'd be over there. So Steve Madden goes, you don't know how much love you got. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, I'm Steve Madden. I said, the shoe guy, right? He said, yeah. And he was like, I did 30 months in the feds. I was like, damn, that's that's a lot. This is before the movie came out. So then he goes, telling you you don't know how much. I said, what do you mean? He said, I was in the jail when you got acquitted. I said, word? Because I found I heard a lot of jails rioted. I said, what happened? They, they, they went crazy. He said, what? They rioted. Had the jail was shut down for a week after this riot. And he says, I didn't know who you was. They were just running around breaking shit, saying, God, he beat the feds, and they was going insane. He said, but after the jail and it calmed down, he said, Joe, I googled you. I read everything about you, right? And he said, Joe, I did 30 months because of 
this guy, he, he snitched on me. And he was like, they offered me 30 months, and all my lawyers said take it because he was facing like 15, 20 years. So they said just take the 30 months. The feds don't lose. So he looked at me. He said, can I ask you a question? I said, what? What did they offer you? I said, six months. He said, you didn't take it? I said, no, I told him to suck my dick, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yo, he started crying. He was crying because he said, yo, I wanted to fucking tell him that too. He said, but my lawyers, and he said, I wasn't strong like you. He said, I wasn't strong. And he was fighting his own demons about how he didn't want to do it, and he wanted to fight. And we became like best friends after that, after that story. And I was like, it's all right, you, you, you good now. You, you know what he said blew up his company? Jay-Z shitting on him. Damn. Wait. Remember Jay's line? Yeah. I don't fuck with girls who wear fake Manolos made by Steve Madden. He said when he said that, it's like all every girl knew in the world know they could go to Steve Madden's and get that Manolo that was like the, the uh, Timberland. Yeah. He said I couldn't keep enough of him. He said he shitted on me. I wanted to send him a thank you card. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. He said that's what blew up took his whole company to another level. Mm. He said, those shoes, when Jay-Z said, I don't fuck with girls who wear fake Manolos made by Steve Manning. I believe it was the Change Clothes remix. Yeah. Yeah. He mm. said, that Shit. blew him up. Damn. But then, a year later, he hires me as a consultant. <laughs> we know you love his shoes. And I, I, I love Steve Madden's shoes. <laughs> nah, they all fuck with him already. So they, he sent them like 20 shoes because we're shooting a video for Heartbreaker uh, next Saturday and the remix. You know what I'm saying? We're shooting them both a thing. And it's like I'm directing him. So what I pitched, what I pitched him is like, she could be on the piano, like, you know, hitting the sustain pillow. That's a nice close-up shot of the shoot. shoot. That's product placement like Like a motherfucker. So I was like, yo, we do all of that. I'm the nigga directing the videos. I'm the record label. We good. You don't have to get no clearance. Yeah, so you'll probably hear an announcement that Ricky is with Steve Madden in a couple weeks. Shout out to Steve Madden. Steve, you're getting low. Toast up to Steve Madden. We go toast up water. We go toast up shots. Go toast up. That's right. I can't even get a fucking fruit punch out there. We converted to juicing our own juices. I got I got a little thing with diabetes. That's why they oh got you not with insulin, but yeah, I'm a diabetic, so they're like three. Gotta just watch three fruit punches is enough. So what is so what is juicing your own juices? That's like we buy hella oranges, pineapples, kiwi, strawberry, banana. Okay, you feel me? And then you just my thing is like, listen, I understand this might kill me, but if if an orange is gonna kill me. I'm a dead motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. If a pineapple's gonna kill me, I'm a dead motherfucker. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So now we the, get fresh. his juices is they're fire. Yeah. Taste my fruit punch with strawberry, kiwi, his fruit punch banana, is fire. Uh, orange, pineapple. That shit is delicious. It's yeah. just I so know. good. And you can better taste juice. that it has no like manufactured sugar in it. Like you can taste the sugar in this. Yeah. When yeah. you drink that, you don't taste sugar. It tastes super fresh. And it nice. just tastes and fresh. It, it still tastes good. Like yeah, no, nah, it's know actually really good. That. You know what I mean? Yeah. What? Get on Does it that. taste? It's amazing. I'm just you know, because I drink Kool Aid, so you know you gotta add the sugar to it and shit. <laughs> nah, this nigga drink the damn. This <laughs> nigga drink. 
Hold on, I'm gonna tell this Yo. nigga. Don't even drink the Kool Aid. We making the hood. He bought the one that goddamn it come pre pre mixed with the sugar already. I, I said, what the hell, hell is this? And he'll still okay. throw some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the killers for real. Yeah, you probably right, but I ain't, I ain't gonna lie though. That that ice bullshit that be hitting with him. <laughs> <laughs> if if I die, I die. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hey, it is what it is. I die with good flavor. I do. We got our DJ here. Let's get into some new murder ink music. Go ahead and explain. Um, we're gonna start with Sorry first. Ah. With sorry was Irv's idea, so I'll let him explain that. One. Sorry was the leak record that I wanted to do for Ricky. I know growing up, I was a DJ. I know how big that record is and how people will sing along with that record right. and everything like that. So it was just a record. It wasn't her first single. It was just a record to give to DJs, let them enjoy it for whoever enjoys it. It was just a leak record. I always knew it was coming with Heartbreaker right after that. Okay. Yeah, but let's get into it. Shout out to me. Let me know 10K listening, listening right now. That's good? Yeah, yeah. Uncle yeah. Rich testing me right now. Well, I know one of the 10K. We got probably like 12 of the 10K. At Gang, the Lorenzo. Lorenzo. Hey, shout out, shout out to, uh, yeah, shout out to them. Just send me the screenshot. Mm, excuse me. Uh, DJ B-Rich, go ahead and drop that sorry. DJ Holly and me radio, the afternoon trap. We're gonna afternoon vibes, the afternoon drive. We are the ghost standard entertainment right here exclusively on Holly and me radio. Yeah, bitch. Hey, baby. Even though you break my heart, I still love you. And I always will. <laughs> 